Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Wax, the wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo wax, the best wax in the game. Foo wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a, and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn. They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland Hard Seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Before you say something, 
I want to say, say something. Ahoy! <laughs> Ahoy, baby! Ahoy! We are on oi, the water. Oi. We're on the water. Uh, this week's guest wow. holds an art degree from SDSU. What? We have a, we had a few uh, college graduates on the show, so we're, 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 yeah. we're up there. We got to put in some uh, yeah educated people amongst yeah. our illiterate illiterate Ill- what yeah illiterate uh-huh just what he said uh, he started off graphic designer yep uh, quickly became creative director at vision street where yeah vision Dang. skateboard vision ep- streetwear yeah epic and uh shoot man with the creative genius he is he went on to open his own silk screening business yep. printing t-shirts private yep. label kind of private everything. label for nordstrom's and, and macy's, and macy's. And dang wow. and uh he started what? his full service design advertising agency working for iconic brands like you said vans he had a long history with them quick yeah. quick billabong billabong all kinds all kinds holy smokes <laughs> but he really left his mark when he joined forces with wolcott richard yeah and started Volcom. Yeah. And everybody's seen that, that iconic stone. This guy designed the man it. behind <laughs> the stone. The fucking stone. Yeah. The famous Volcom stone, which the is mo- the any most brand. precious stone. Yeah, the most precious. <laughs> hey, more precious yeah. than goddamn diamonds. <laughs> That's where it, it is came for this from. Guy. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, we welcome Tom T. Mac. I don't want to mispronounce this. McElroy. 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 <laughs> Look at the guy. We're going to re- we'll re- re-record that part. McElroy. McElroy. Dude, Tom motherfucking T-Mac McElroy. <laughs> and I've only had one sip of this Mai Tai. Hey, so. Mai Tai is from Billy's, by the way. Thank you, Billy's. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, it's an overcast day in Newport Beach. Uh, we're sitting in a beautiful, luxurious yacht. Is this considered a yacht? Well, it's a mini one. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I think uh, as soon as as I walked up to the boat or the yacht, I, I, I looked up and I see T Mac, and I'm thinking this motherfucker has arrived. Uh, Holy yeah. shit! Paid his dues and paid the dues. Hey, man, the that's what we want to get into. Oh my like, gosh! The, the journey and paying your dues and oh, yeah. being smart and, and making it work and yeah. landing. Honestly, yeah. like, you know, all the things that uh, you sent us a video this morning and watching it, I was tripping out on so much stuff that we didn't, I didn't know about. I'm sure some of your friends know, but the general public, holy shit, I can't believe how much you've accomplished, you know. Yeah. This, and, so it's going to be rad to hear and about and that, that. Yeah, and that's what's great, you know, with our our podcast and having guests like you is, you know, we get to find out like we've known you for a long time. We're in the industry and we know stuff, but then there's always stuff behind the scenes or that really wasn't brought out to the forefront that we're just kind of like always blown away. Okay. Blow us away. Let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Tom, where and how did you find surfing? Well, um, I lived in LA up until I was 10 and, uh, my dad, you know, the neighborhood started getting a little sketchy, so he goes, you know what, I'm going to move you kids out of here. I had uh, four other siblings, so five kids in the family. My dad was... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ex-LAPD, mom and nurse, so couldn't be more conservative. And he's like, you know what? We're going to move down to Huntington Beach. And I'm like, what? Why would we do that? What the heck? You know, because I was so like, like involved in all the sports and everything. I had my friend group and everything. And uh, yeah, 10 so, years old, you, you've got a... Yeah, you know, you're, you're self-aware of, of what you want to do at that. Yeah, time. yeah, you kind, yeah, you kind of know your deal, yeah. and uh, so we bought a house right, you know, a couple blocks from Brookhurst Beach, and uh, so my dad's like, "Oh, let's go down to the beach." One time we were looking at the models, and we went down to River Jetties, and we walked down to the water, and I walked out onto the jetty, and I saw uh, this one guy take off on a wave, and rode it past the jetty almost to the bridge and that's when the waves used to come all the way through and i'm like fuck that is <laughs> rad yeah that's what i wanted to do and i looked at my dad and i go we're moving to hb <laughs> yeah so uh we so you moved, were 10 years old 10 years old okay yeah so 10 years old we move in and within a week i was downtown i was in steve walden shop that's not there anymore I bought a 6'8 single fin that was super dope. And the funny thing is that there was this green leaf on the nose of the board and you know, what, whatever that is. And I bring it home. I think I bought it for like 40 bucks. Oh my God. I rode my 10 speed up from Brookhurst to downtown up Atlanta Hill. And um, I bring it home and I'm like, oh dad, check out my new surfboard. He goes, do you know what kind of leaf that is? I'm like, I don't know, the maple leaf. I don't know. He goes, that's a marijuana leaf. <laughs> oh, my so God. So my first... Your, your dad's a cop. Yeah, my dad's a cop. Was it a gra uh, sticker or no, a, it was like a, a laminate? A laminate. No, a, no, a leaf that was glass inside. inside. A real a real, a real leaf. I've seen that's that awesome. before. That's and I'm like... What, what what's marijuana? And he and he's like, well, <laughs> it's, it's the gateway drug, kid. <laughs> so so yeah. So, so your dad was kind of a badass. He was a badass. Okay. Yeah yeah he um he he was a gentle giant, but when it came down to his job, you know he yeah. He How was, big is he? Is he, you're, he's you're, six two. You're six two as well. Uh, I'm six. Six foot. Okay. Yeah, and he's still, you know, at ninety, he still has a presence. Wow. And Epic. he's then he's still gnarly. <laughs> yeah. All dads are gnarly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, uh, first wave I caught was uh, Huntington Side River Jetties. That first wave I stood up on, I'm like, damn, this is this is my life. And um, I was still playing all the other sports, and one by one, baseball, boom, football, boom. But I still liked soccer at the time, so it was like surfing and soccer, and 
And then over the years, you know, it just became my addiction. Like like you two guys, you know, surfing is addictive. You yes, know, you, so addictive. You get that one turn, you get that barrel, you get whatever, you're on fire. And um, so... Who, who was... Um who were you going surfing with at that time? Just by yourself? Or? Well, there was a neighbor, James Rodriguez, who um, who started surfing with me, and then he tapered off. Yeah. You know, I throw rocks out his window every morning, like James, let's go. He's like, uh, I, I, I'm like, fuck you. And so Jeff on my ten speed, uh, and I ride my bike every day, and with no with no racks, right? No racks. Yeah. yeah. So you held to, the board. Held the board. Like beach cruisers weren't even really a thing. No, no. It was like, I had a ten speed, and I with and metal it, pedals probably. Oh, metal pedals, and I I put the handlebars upside down, you know. So rams, <laughs> they call them what? Rams horns or whatever. Yeah. So you know, I ate shit all the time, you know. Oh. So trying little. to stop is probably the, the front brake's the only one you can yeah. like get. You're yeah. The yeah. Board so it was like oh over the bars every time. And, These uh, fucking millennials don't know what the <laughs> They hell. don't even know. They don't even know. Have they even even rolled up a window? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. There's so many things. <laughs> like, really? Hey, Do they know what a key is to turn on a car, or is it just a toggle? Fuck. Dude, how about... <laughs> uh, this goes on. Thing, 10 speed oh, bike 10 with speed. handbrakes. Yeah. And yeah. how sketchy. I mean, that's a sketchy way to ride oh, a bike. It was one-handed? Yeah, one-handed and <laughs> and school started at 8, so I would wake up at 5 and I'd be the first kid at Brookhurst and and I always had it like my feet prints needed to be the first prints on the beach every morning. Wow. And then I had to jam home and make it to St. Simon and Jude yeah. at freaking 8 o'clock. And, uh, and that you ride your bike to school too? Oh, hell yeah. My yeah, mom parents? was gone. She worked full-time, parents yeah. full-time. We were just on our own. We were independent. And uh, Did you, you know, live in the Hawaiian tracks or? No, La Cuesta. So Atlanta and in between Bashar and Brookhurst. In between Bashar and Brookhurst. Okay. Yeah. 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 So imagine, and then, you know, I was serving river jetties. And by the way, it was middle of winter when I started, and I had no wetsuit. Oh my gosh! No wetsuit. No problem though, right? And and then my mom <laughs> bought me my mom bought me a sea suit from J C Penny. A sea suit. A sea suit. There were they were up in Costa Mesa where uh, Estrada uh, shapes right. that used to be sea suit. Back in the day, were they a diving but, suit or a surf suit? It from well, JCPenney's? it was kind of both. It was diving, but they became surf. Yeah. And at J C Penny. Oh my God! They sold wetsuits at JC Penny. Yeah, that's a trip. It was a trip, and the funny thing is, like within a month, the crotch ripped out because they weren't made for surfing. Yeah. So plus, you're well endowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hanging down to my knees, and you know that thing would stick out, and um, so so my mom goes. I'm just going to sew mesh in there. So she sews this black mesh in there. So every time I'd go dolphin dive, flush. well, I couldn't dolphin dive. Yeah. The board was 6'8". So I would pitch the board and go under, and my nets would just get frozen immediately. <laughs> so what, what kind of suit was it? Like a, a beaver tail? Or? Uh, no, it was a full suit back then. Okay, it was a full suit. Yeah, okay. but they had uh, long johns and beaver tails. Okay. Yeah. And All front zips. All fronts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, I wanted to get uh, a beaver tail, and I walked in the frog house like when I was eleven, and I'm like, "Sir, I think it was TK too." I go, "Sir, 
do you have any raccoon tails? <laughs> oh my gosh! And I was Rac- with a, I was with a couple friends, and they freaking Pete Rose dove off to the side <laughs> laughing, and and I I don't know if it was the Greek or TK who and he looked at me, he's like. You mean a beaver tail? And I'm like, uh, yeah, beaver tail. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the guys I see wearing out the water. My purpose wore one. Oh, my God. <laughs> you mentioned Greek. Was Greek part of Froghouse back in the day? You know, I think uh, he worked there for a little okay. bit, but I remember him always being, Got was it, it Chuck Dent or or what, somewhere on, on Main Street. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was rad. Yeah. Yeah, he became like, after that, every time he would see me, He's like, oh, here comes fucking raccoon tail. <laughs> he, was, he was my basketball coach in like junior high. No way. Yeah, Bob Bowen. Yeah, he he did um, like I don't know. He taught the city league, you know, basketball teams. Yeah, like sixth, seventh, eighth, or whatever. At the city gym. Yeah. Nice. I don't know what year, but one of those years. Yeah. yeah nice. Epic. Nice. Nice. So I, you know, as time progressed, um, you know, surfing became my boards starting smaller. My first custom board was a, a Sunline, and uh, and guess who the shaper was? Bob Hurley. No, no way. Yeah. Really? So that's when I met Bob for the first time, and my first custom surfboard, and, uh, you know, best board ever. I was getting Infinities. How, how and just, old was Bob? He was probably in his, in his late, 30s. Really? Early 30s, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you were how old? I was 15. Wow. So I was buying shitty boards or passed down boards up until then. Yeah. And then my mom's like, well, actually, I started working at CNM Liquor Store. And uh, I first started getting get money. And that's when I bought my board. My parents pitched in like eight, $8 maybe. How good uh, does that feel, though? Like earning some scratch and oh, yeah. like, yeah. I don't have to rely on anybody. I'm going to go buy my own board, get my own air spray. I'm going to do everything. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. fun to hear about your first ever job. Yeah, that was CNM, CNM Liquor Store. Where is that at? In, um, there's one at Brookhurst in Hamilton, and I'm not sure what it's called now. And then there's one at Atlanta in Brookhurst. In, okay. And they have different names now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't ring up register for booze and stuff so uh-huh. what, what, good good so box, good box, question box, you know box uh, uh no box no place. no this is how that went so i'm working there a month and i've worked with this complete derelict and um so one time he's like okay i'm going to teach you how to count back cash and i'm like okay that's cool you know <laughs> and he would quiz me and uh so one day he's like hey you know what i'm going to take off for about an hour he lived across the street in the apartments I'll be back in an hour. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't know the rules that I couldn't sell liquor. Yeah. So people were coming in going, and I go, um, is that what you need right here? Uh, sure. And they're like, how old are you? I'm like 15. And they're like, oh, cool, cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, younger kids start coming in. But I would bar them because, you know, I started catching on like, yeah. if I, I can get in real trouble. Yeah. 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 D-A-M, my dad, dad David Allen McElroy kicked my ass if I got... Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah. yeah, D-A-M, damn. That's his nickname. He would come down to the contest and everyone's like, oh, here comes damn. And my dad he knew nothing about surfing, but he just wanted to be there to hang out and yeah. talk to the boys. And so as time progressed, um, uh, graduated from St. Simon and Jude. And the, the worst part about going there was I had to ride my bike past sours yeah and 
am, right I'm in a uniform. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd get heckled. And, uh, and I was sneaking into their dances because St. Simon's Jude had no dance. There was no dances. Yeah. And so I, you know, I'd wear regular clothes and then I'd be in the parking lot at St. Simon and Jude and then put my uniform on. And, and but I started hanging out with, um, kids from there and, and Dyer, Dwyer yeah. and, uh, in other schools. And, uh, so, um, I had a big crossroads, uh, eighth grade where my mom's like, you're going to modern day. And I'm like, bull fucking shit. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go, they have no surf team and no volleyball and, and it, it sucks. And, and it's, it's in, a half hour away. It's or, in Santa know. Ana. Yeah. And she's like, no, I want one kid to go all 13 years through Catholic school. I'm like, well, I'm not the one because my, you know, Jeff and Joe, they went to Burke, which was on our track. And then my old, older two, they, you know, I was the only freaking accordion playing Catholic kid. You played the accordion too? Fuck yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no wonder we get along so well. <laughs> you wow. playing? You're yeah. the only other person in this planet that plays the accordion <laughs> besides Luke. Fuck yeah. How kidding. long did you play for? Uh, probably a solid three years. You're lucky. My Catholic mom made me play for like 12 years. Oh, wow. Dude, wow. Did you was... do competitions? And yeah. Stuff? Yeah. I remember. Once in LA? At the, by the airport? The hotel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I was Bro, there. I won one year. I did too. I'm, no! a, I'm a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop the show, you guys. Oh, shit. They have a competition. Competition. Hey, it's stupid. American. No, this is awesome. <laughs> Federation of Accordion something. Something, yeah. But it was huge. 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 Holy you remember snow. that? Oh, yeah. And how big were you in the accordions this big? Oh, huge. <laughs> I can't even see a guy. Just little, little chalky fingers. Tom, this is fucking ridiculously <laughs> ironic. Ironic. I had to play for 12 years. There's a oh, lot of God. instruments out there. But... <laughs> yeah. Why, why the accordion for you? Great question. So when we were living in L.A., uh, uh, encyclist uh, Pedia sales guy was coming door to door, and so yeah, my, they were. <laughs> and we needed a set for us five kids. So my mom, you know, buys in. They're like, oh, and by the way, we throw in a accordion and lessons. And and oh my, my mom's like, oh fuck, what kid's gonna play the accordion? And she like looks at us and she's like, Tommy will play it. So. Imagine me taking lessons and my brothers are out playing like pickle and wiffle ball and so shit. I'm lame, like, right? and I'm just sitting there like this and they're laughing through the window at me. Oh. <laughs> You're lucky you only got three years of, of, uh, of uh, This left a scar in Linda's past, for <laughs> sure. 12 years We scar, all have bro. a scar. <laughs> but you did the, the competition. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is so incredible. I still have the trophy at the house. Oh, my God. I just pulled it out. Okay, you, you, you have to take a picture of that. <laughs> we have to see that. I, I want an accordion, like, freaking competition between you guys. You guys got to get big out, back on the horse, man. Yeah, well, I need I need to practice. Same here. But, <laughs> dude, that, the, that, it was a yearly thing in the summertime, and there was, like, thousands of kids. Kids, yeah. Like, that played the accordion from all over the country. Oh, yeah. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing. The weirdest group of people, Weirdest too. group of people. <laughs> I was like, why am I doing this? Wow, that is funny. That That uh, is a bit of trivia that I, I would never have guessed. So how did anybody? So how did you get out of not going into modern day? So this was the clincher. I go, 
mom, you're going to drive me to modern day every day? And she's like, uh, no, you're going to Edison. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, two working parents. Yeah, not, there's no way she could have fault. She could have. Yeah. She... What's, what's, uh, age, where do you fit within? I'm your, in the middle. Oh, you're in the middle. Yeah. So two older, two younger. Yeah. So, so you, I was the freaking glue holding the shit together. You're the Marsha, 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 Peter, Peter, Peter. <laughs> See, you guys, there is successful middle child. <laughs> so, so as you're growing up through your um, junior high, high school years, who were you running with? And, and did you start surfing contests? Like, Yeah, I didn't start surfing contests t- until I was a sophomore. So surfing Brookers every day, um, there was two older generations. I mean, it used to be all bean fields around our house. So, and bean I fields? saw bean fields, yeah. Like, like on the other side of Indianapolis, that whole area was bean fields when we moved in. So what? What kind of beans? Like string beans. No way. Yeah, I used to go over there and rip some for my mom all the time. What a trip! Because uh, you know, other parts. That of was Park Huntington. Like strawberries. Strawberries. Yeah. And like squash. And, string beans, yeah. though. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. Brookers at the time was so gnarly. I mean, localism at its peak. Like, really? if you didn't grow up and if you didn't have an older brother within the first five streets off of Brookhurst, yeah, you couldn't surf there. And I saw fight after fight after fight, and they'd be telling me, McElroy, you're going to be the next generation. You need to hold down everything. You need to." And I'm just sitting there going. Fuck, man, you know, I don't know. I'm a lover, not a I'm a lover. <laughs> the old guard was gnarly. They were gnarly. So, who were the gnarly guys back then? Uh, older, like, um, God. Um, I, I just think of the mellow guys. Um, <laughs> uh, there was uh, Rice, Thompson, uh, the Deckers, Jim Decker, yeah. and Jeff Decker of the crowd. Um, they were gnarly, um, just guys that, you know, they're probably freaking, you know, (laughs) I don't know where they are right now, the degenerates, but, um, yeah, they used to, they used to have beat down. I mean, I saw so many fights in the water and everything and I felt great because I was protected. You're, yeah, you're in the ground. Yeah, I'm in the hood and. And then I started going, fuck, you know what? I'm going to experience other things. So I started surfing Northside Shore Break, oh, wow. like the reform. Like yeah. someone would fall and I'd whip it around. I would be with Troy Bishop and he was like my guy. Yeah. And and uh, and so that kind of opened up me surfing Southside, which is one of my favorite spots. So yeah. it was like River Brookhurst, Maghurst. In Southside, those were yeah the different types of years and the swell and the sandbar. You know, some yeah. some, some of the spots favor certain times of the year and others favor you know yeah yeah and the best thing the best thing about certain brookers is there's no fucking channels yeah so yeah. when it's big you learn how to paddle and, and duck dive and duck dive and duck dive and that's kind of how I got my you know my strength and my agility and and. and you know, integrity confidence. to be in the waters. So confidence to surf com- other Yeah, to surf yeah. other places because Brookers, fuck, it gets you know top to bottom, yeah. top yeah. to bottom if barrels. It breaks here. Don't you be don't be there. <laughs> you know, you get pitched and bounce off the bottom. I almost drowned a couple times there, and uh, but um, 
Yeah, so when I was a uh, freshman, I, was, I thought I was hot shit, you did, know. So, sorry for interrupting, but did your brother surf or no? Yeah, uh, my older brother did, and my two younger ones did. Okay, And so your older brother kind of introduced you to that Brookhurst heavy crowd. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was one of them. He's one of them. He's one of the fighters. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of... <laughs> thought we were leaving names out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was one of the guys that, you know, the, he was gnarly. He still is. He still is. But then my younger brother, Jeff, uh, he surfed. He was, you know, surf team at, at, at Edison, but he really, you know, didn't take it to the next level. But my brother, Joe... <laughs> um, Joe, you know, we all know Joe, and yeah. and and, um, and so Joe and I were were like surfing every day, and and that was really cool to have him, you know, because like t today it was blown out shit, and and I would I'd surf in the morning, but I'd always paddle out when it was super windy, yeah, and Joe would come with me, and Joe would go, why are we going out? It's it's so shitty. I'm like. Every final heat is in waves like this. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You think about it back in the old NSSA yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like now where fuck you have ninety days for the contest and they wait for the perfect hour. Yeah. Perfect time. The, the, perfect yeah. yeah. No. So, you know, back in the day you were You're fucking three times in a repetition charge if you're lucky at four thirty blown out man. Blown out, <laughs> go get it, boys. So beach starts. So so you were making your way around Huntington. Yeah, Getting yeah. comfortable in, in different yeah, and, spots. Yeah, and, and meeting everybody. Yeah. Like, I met all the boys downtown, HB, and then I had the Brookers group, and then I had the River group, too, yeah. Yeah. which was a whole different deal. Yeah. So I would just cross-pollinate, and that just kind of, like, made me appreciate a lot, you know, a bigger group, you know, which is which was cool. What, and, yeah. what shops did you, like, sort of shops did you guys hang? Or uh, in, Infinity for a long time, yeah. Chuck Dent, um, Jack's in when it was owned by Jack, yeah. you know, he was rad. Um, nice. and I'd, I'd hunt in surf and sport, and you know, when he was up by by what 17th Street, 15th Street yeah. yeah, 15th, yeah, yeah. Aaron was super rad back in the day with his long hair, and <laughs> you can always smell something going on in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's like the, the, the culture back then, you know, oh, yeah, you, you know, you probably had your one favorite, but we all. You know, we all hung out like multiple shops. Yeah. You know, have yeah. different group, group of guys. You're all seeing each other in the water. Well, yep. it's funny. Yep. I was going to uh, bring up the fact that, like, you know, you were cross pollinating to different spots, but then your boys at, at Brookhurst wouldn't, wouldn't leave. Never leave. Never, never leave. Never. No and, and, you know, there's some guys on North Side that all they surf, yep. South Side, it's all they surf, Cliffs, it's all they surf. Yep. Golden West, it's all they serve. It's funny how there's certain people that are sticklers and won't like, you know, yeah. still, venture out. Still holding on to that, which, that local which, spot. Hey, still, yeah, which like, is cool. Which is you know? cool, but you know, I wanted like you know surfing Newport. Yeah, I love coming here and you know seeing all the guys that, you know, DK and Preston Murray and. You know that whole group that were super, Jeff Parker and yeah. you know, Gother. I, in Gothard. <laughs> I have stories about him. Alan Lopez, like all those boys, they were freaking super rad. But every time I'd paddle out at fifty fourth, you know, you heard Jeff Parker, fucking Huntington, and then Gothard would Gothard would go, 
I smell something from Huntington. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. That is awesome. <laughs> Def, definitely like rivalries back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like, it was but it was but fun. Yeah. yeah. It, it was fun. Like, it yeah. was fun. Because so, we all ended up on the same surf team together, which freaking was rad. Yeah. So um, going back to when you started competition, what was your what what when did you do your first contest or what was well it? the first contest was trying out for the surf team when i was a freshman for edison for edison and i didn't make it Ooh. and it was like the Which is, biggest depending blowout. on depending on the year like there's some years or it could go a couple two or three years where the teams are stacked and it might be a, was there it, it wasn't about being stacked though oh. i just had a shitty fucking heat wow and shocker shocker heat and that taught me fucking train harder Start watching contests. Who was the coach? Rothrock, John Rothrock. Okay. Yes. And you know, one of the stars of the NSSA with him and Chuck Allen. Yeah. Um, so. So did you go? Hey, I'm better than coach, this. <laughs> don't look at me like this. I yeah. Mean, that's what. Give me said. another chance. Yeah. Yeah. But he kept me on that I can still go to surf class because I, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not team. doing. I <laughs> I was like C team, and and because I didn't want PE. Yeah. There's no uh, way I'm gonna fucking yeah. dress up and do PE. Yeah. So calisthenics yeah. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. running the track. <laughs> yeah. And Lar, you you were on the surf team, Tom. You didn't make it on the surf team that first try. You're saying you're how how devastated you are. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like when you're when you're that age and you're like, but you're good and you're invested in the sport. Yes, yeah. and but the the prestige. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and the peer the, group fucking riddled me. Right? Oh yeah. So so like, you know, that's like one of those things where an accomplishment that will make you feel so good about yourself. <laughs> yeah. And walk around school and be like, oh Hell fuck yeah. yeah, I'm surf team. I'm on the surf team. Hey girls, what's up? Yeah, I surf for the I surf for the team. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the team. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that wasn't going down. And that like, how long did that last? Like, so, um, at the um, end of that year, there were high school championships, and uh, and it was you fun. went through the whole year without being on the team. Not one contest. And how many nights did you cry yourself to sleep? <laughs> well, I did in the very beginning, but it was more about fucking revenge. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on that team and blow everybody out. And yeah, so I just trained harder. I started, you know really looking at how guys surf and yeah. how they surf contests and stuff. And so, um, uh, it's funny, high school championships, I just go down to watch it. Yeah. And in, and there was two contests going on, high school championships and the NSSA like nationals, right next to each other. Wow. So, go down there and uh, a guy doesn't show up and Rothrock's like, I'm like right there going, <laughs> hey, 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 Put me in, coach. Right yeah, here, coach. coach, right here. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. All right, McElroy, you're in. Fucking won the heat. So nice. I'm like, woo. And then all of a sudden I get into like semis, and then that's when I meet fucking Bud Lamas for the first time. Oh, my God. And it was like he was at such a different level. And he was running back and forth, surfing both, both contests. And I was just like, because I used to sit on the pier and watch him surf and yeah. go, fuck, that's... That's how you do it. He's next level. Yeah. Like those big turns and, oh, yeah. I was like, oh. he Yeah, he taught me, like, power turns. Like, you know, no flicks. 
Yeah. No flex. No, you know, it was more big bone. Throw your back into it. Yeah. And everything else. <laughs> and <got> everything else. <laughs> so wait, you were a sophomore then? Uh, no, he's a in the uh, freshman year. Freshman. Yeah, yeah, end of freshman year. And so I ended up getting fifth. So all of a sudden... I'm on the surf team. Yeah. <laughs> Leading into the next year. Leading into the next year, and then yeah. then everything just you know skyrocketed. Started surfing all the Freshman SSA. Ninth grade. Yes. Ninth grade. Yeah. Okay. And sophomores tenth. Yeah. Tenth. Yeah. I forget, dude. You're that old. That's <laughs> why. In school. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> so yeah. tenth grade. So tenth grade, you know, started really freaking talent was meshing. Uh, Soccer was out the door. It was 100% surf. I was playing volleyball for Edison, which was fun. Um, Good cross train. I yeah. Mean, what a great workout. Yeah, agility, you know. Chains at yeah. nights and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Girl, girls in both uh, ventures. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, yeah, and then throughout high school, you know, it started, you know, doing better and better, you know, winning divisions. And then. And Did you get then, sponsored? Oh yeah, so yeah. Um, it, I was. It was funny. I was sponsored by Newport Surf and Sport. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that used to be the freaking best shop yeah. ever. Paul Hughes and Stan was like a mentor to me, and uh, I, I was sponsored by them and O'Neill Wetsuit. So cool. wow. I had those Tim two Bernardi? things. Uh, Tim Bernardi oh. and uh, Pat O'Neill. Okay, he was kind of like. Going back and forth. My you, deal. Did you have to put together a portfolio, or was it just like, hey? You it was have... just word of mouth. We need to uh, kill. Yeah, this guy rips. He's local. He hangs up. Yeah, and they like that. That Brookers kind of had the same vibe as Santa Cruz. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. So, uh, eighteen years old. Um, uh, that's when you know I was probably peaking at that age, and. Uh, Made the NSSA team, uh, got my first shot in in surfer. You got a shot in surfer? Yeah, shot. Damn! But listen to this. <laughs> there was the backlash. So, got the picture in 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 um, in surfer, and I was super proud of it. Yeah. Like Mike M Moyer took it. I was actually surfing fifty fourth, and uh, so I'm all proud, and I paddle out at Brookers, and all the older guys are like, "Fuck you, McElroy." I'm like, "What?" Dude. They're like. Fucking sellout! Yeah, oh I'm my like, gosh. what do you mean? Fucking what's what? What's going on? You're fucking from Brookers. No photographers, nothing. And You're I'm in the going, bag, do a contest. I'm like, like, they're like fucking oh, contest guy. You know, burning me. I'm like, these are the guys <laughs> I used to look up to, and they're calling me a sellout. <laughs> Right. I'm like, what the this fuck? This wasn't your guys' dream. This is my dream. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you always had to play to the, the elders. Yeah. The elders. And uh, so that, that just that stuck in me. And then all of a sudden, you know, Moyer and Schmidt and all these photographers would call me and they're like, meet me here, meet me there. And I could never say go to Brookers because yeah. I would have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would have no, been chastised. I would have been just ripped. Yeah. So. I was so afraid of getting shots, I would tell them, oh, yeah, I'll meet you at 54th or South Side or whatever, and I wouldn't show. Oh, my God. So you took the, the position of, like, I, want, I won't be in magazines. This, because if I was, I was a sellout. Wow. How gnarly is that? That's It's kind that's, of gnarly. It's kind of a... It's a bummer. That's yeah. kind of like, you know... I, and not to be, like, narcissist, but... 
it's fucking cool to get your shot in the bag. What was that yeah. shot? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I was doing a bottom turn, and it's funny because it was uh, the NSSA edition when everyone was inducted, and it said Tom McElroy exceeds both in school and which you know I got good grades even though even though I was dyslexic and ADD and everything else, and um, yeah, so that's what it said, and you know, and then I would just freaking avoid photographers and, yeah. I, and I was afraid to surf contests but I love contests because what's the best thing about contests hanging out with all the boys yeah. all day long yeah you know it was great it was and just that, and that's it was a, fun and that's a, like the side story of surfing like you're out there it's an individual sport but you know you're not really part of yeah you know a team but when you show up and you did you're you hanging get, out with your boys from did you get elsewhere it's insane yeah oh, did yeah. you get shit for doing contests and getting sponsored uh well, they loved that I was getting sponsored by O'Neill, but I couldn't have any color on my suits. So, you know, I'd go to 54th and DK's got the freaking, yeah. woo! You know, this is the 80s, up. right? Yeah, we're talking... So it's bright wetsuits. 1980. Yeah. This was... Gothard's wearing a pink wetsuit. Pink wetsuits, and I'm just going, oh my God. And if I showed, if I sh showed up at Brookhurst with any color, I was even... Yeah, you know, because that was my spot. You know, yeah. that was like was I hung there every summer day. I mean, I invested. So bittersweet to to be true to your school. Yeah, totally, totally, wow. totally, totally. So you only got one shot in the mag. One shot in the mag, and, and I'm surprised you got a shot in the mag. Not surprised. Yeah, because of your talent. Just I. You're you're a ripping surfer, but you got a shot in the, in the mag, and yeah. then all of a sudden. These dickheads That's it. told you not to. not to do it. And you got photographers <laughs> calling you and wanting to go shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every morning, yeah. hey, Tom, where are you going today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to 54th. And I'd go serve Brookers. And you're like, you didn't see me? I just drifted over to 56th Street. Oh, I was down on the... <laughs> and That's then I, crazy. Because yeah. at that time, you're, you're not, you know, your boys, your Danny Kwok, Preston Murray, the guys... Parker, you know, yeah. Parker, Alan oh. Lopez... That was the beginning of Echo, Echo Beach, Beach. Yeah. and that's that's your generation. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I mean I, that's that's your. Yeah, I lived you through that. You could have you you could have been in those shots. I you easily. Been, you know, getting sponsored by you know what I, at that time I was I was in between Hurley's and McCoy's and um, so you know I was I rode a Stussy for a little bit but I went sideways on them um, but. It's just, I could have been right there. Yeah. And then once I graduated from um, from Edison, I went to Orange Coast College, and all those guys were on the team, Gothard. And, oh, yeah, Gothard was talking about yeah. how and, awesome that was. And yeah. we had, it was the freaking A-team, yeah. and we crushed so, every school. Let me ask you this, because it, it, it intrigues me, because, like, you had the talent at that time yeah. to be in the magazines to do the contests and get that notoriety because it was it was the hot it was hot the I was right yards, there the hottest hundred yards yeah it was studio 54 yep you know like you how did you like tell yourself and discipline yourself and fool yourself not to like want you know what i mean like yeah it's like a bee or an, a, 
a moth to a light, right? Oh, like, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. 54. I, I got to go there. I, I want to be part yeah. of that. I wanted all of that. But in the back of my mind was, yeah. I can't let down the fucking brotherhood of Rookers. Wow. They yeah. had that much power over me since I was freaking 11 years old. And and, and and Gothard and Parker and all these guys that are getting the shots, were they still cool to you? Smirk you know, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Smirk. Oh, yeah. Like, all those guys yeah. were the fucking shit back then. Oh, no, yeah. for sure. Because they were getting so much coverage. Mm-hmm. And, but I just mean that as like a, like a but, friend but, and a competitor. And a, like, were they still respectful? Like, even though you oh, were getting totally. shots? Oh, like, totally. Yeah, so it's... Because, because I approached the wave a lot differently. Yeah. They so, were more... And, and, and flicking and, and, and the I was hindsight more of boom the the photo you're talking about the aspect of being that in the mags yeah getting respect and being able to like have that with your peers is at was, the time more important to him is more important but you know which baffles yeah. the fuck out of my mind right now yeah, yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. Larson I got late night <laughs> late night would have been in 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 Mike Moore's ass back then, right uh, for you, sure. you would have been hey where are you gonna be. Oh, yeah, I'll beat you sure. there. I'll be yeah. the first guy. Yeah, I'll be wearing a green wetsuit. I was a hustler. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. That's part of the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I need pink. What what color suit should I have? Green or, or burgundy or maroon? Yeah, what do you need? Like yellow. Should I remember I all your colored suits. Flames so are checked. You had a maroon suit, didn't you? I had every color. Like a burgundy yeah, maroon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that yeah, one. Late night would have been. Uh, I, which board do you want? Polka dot checkers, flames. Which one? Yeah. Hey, on the line to the glasser. Yeah. I need flames. I need checkerboards. <laughs> I'm scouting who's out there and what they're wearing. I'm like, okay, run back to the car, switch outfits. <laughs> you, you joke uh, about that, but that's what you did. I had a quiver. Yeah, I mean, self-promoter, which that's was it. awesome. He didn't have no a shame of the team. That is so funny. <laughs> it's not about hear. me. It's about Tom. Yeah, it's about That's kind of crazy that those guys held you down. I let on, them. For some fucking reason. You let reason. them. Yeah. But I guess it all happens for a reason. It happens for a reason. But, but that Stay was, humble. But that just, was that generation. Yeah. I experienced that at the pier with, like, maybe it's a little bigger and I'm sitting on the shoulder and they're like, beat it, Grom, go surf the reforms, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. get out of it, you know? Yeah. Like, there was no encouragement of, like, come on, we're going to push you into, a, like, a set and get yeah. you a sick one. It was all about them and their selfishness. And <laughs> the Groms <laughs> would just get beat down and, and they, oh, yeah. there was no... You know, like yeah. God bless Mike Downey, yeah. man. How frightening was he in the water? But then now he's the biggest, gentle giant. Yeah. love him. Pat Downey, the best guy. You know, yeah. I look back. Jerry Mailing, like how gnarly was he back in the day in the water? You're like, and now he's just the nicest teddy bear. And yeah. like you think of these guys as being these these gnarly guys, yeah. but menacing. You know, but they really weren't. They yeah. just. They, Whatever. They yeah. said some things to keep it, it, you in check. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which sometimes we wish we can get back to some of that. But. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Head under the under the water yeah. because I, I became a little smart ass. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, I got my head dunked a few times at oh, Southside. I watched the famous... <laughs> Lift the board out. There goes your, your fans. Friends. You're freaking out of here. Yeah, oh, yeah. That oh, happened yeah. a lot. You're freaking out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we can cut. Get out of here, Dan. So, so, uh, so go back to high school days. Your, your surfing contest. You made the NSSA team. NSSA team. team. Yep. That was killer team, 1980. Curran was on it. Uh, Hogan, the McNulty's. Damn. Uh, Wigmar. Uh, 
let's see who stacked. Uh, yeah, stacked. it was it was stacked. Now, I remember the first Bud. time. Uh, Bud was the year before. Year before. Uh, Doug McKinsey, who was from Edison, uh, but Doug and I before nationals one year was at the pier. We woke up super early and we walked out on the pier to check out the surf, and we saw this one guy ride this wave, and I'm like. Holy shit. I've never seen somebody so smooth and fluid and always in the right area. And we're like, that must be Tom Curran. No way. And it was. And the first time I saw him surf, I'm like, fuck, there's no comparison. Yeah. Just pack up. Just take up. Take going up for another. second. We're going for second place. <laughs> yeah. Take up another sport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy surfing was just uh, way but... beyond. And we do tryouts and and uh ian carnes and uh and pt were our, our coaches and you know we'd go out and they'd critique us and kern would come in and and Ian goes make it look harder <laughs> just make it look hard <laughs> throw some more arms out <laughs> tom's like uh what are you talking about yeah. it's all legs <laughs> it's just you know yeah. fluid and oh god he was just just watching him surf Rincon for the first time, I remember I went up there and stayed with him and everything, and that was a treat paddling out with him. So it was like, you fuck, stayed I got... with Curran? Yeah, oh, and there was a whole network of NSSA kids up there, and, yeah. and we'd I and Marshall Crum uh, lived up there too. So I was always surfing Rincon or Sandspit or. Why does Marshall Crum sound familiar? He was an artist for Quicksilver for years. Okay. And uh, you live in Hawaii now. Uh, he's back in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, the like raddest guy. Technical, outwear designers. Yeah, he can design. do it all. Yeah, artist, clothing designer. Long hair dude. Yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like uh, kung fu. Just, just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best, nicest guy in the world, and you know he lived right across the harbor at Sandspit. So we'd surf Rincon, go to Marshall's house, paddle across the harbor, and get Sandspit before like people would even surf it. Wow. And yeah, that was. That was that's awesome. So what what's like you know, you're in high school. What surf trips did you do? Your parents take you on any like family trips, or you go on like surf trips with the NSS? No, no, no. My surf trips was driving. Oh, first surf trip I did was when I was 14 to to K38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp on the bluff. On the bluff. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And that was like my first time on an airplane was when I was 18 going to Hawaii with the Orange Coast surf team. Oh, cool. That was my first trip. We went there and surfed against HIC and just other people. And I stayed with Pua Rocklin, who was on the team. And Pua is a surf, his dad started Surfline Hawaii, like the original Aloha shirts. Yeah. He was kind of, he still is royalty For in sure. the surf world in Hawaii. Um, Pua, the, the most incredible guy in the world. Just such a great guy. And I stayed with him. And two doors down was Mickey and Julio Nelson. Which you know the Nelson brothers, yeah. they have their they uh, have their, their, their stronghold <laughs> on a lot of things. <laughs> oh yeah, Marm Foster cruising in, you know, and uh, here I am, eighteen, you know, just from. They were the they they, it was, they were your river jetty crew, but yeah. the real deal over there, whole so, other level. <laughs> so, did you ever consider turning pro? Yeah, so yeah. I started uh, doing the Bud Tour as oh, a did? NAM, yeah, and I was getting good results, and but there was always something in the back of me going, you know what? Stick in school. Go to school. Go yeah. to school. Go to school. And 
is that parents like guidance like in the long yeah. like you know just yeah and teachers yeah uh, at Orange Coast College I had I was a business major but I was always taking art classes yeah and uh, this is another fucking great story so um, taking my art classes and and one day a professor uh, art professor says hey Tom like what's your major and I go business administration he's like why he goes you have talent like you should pursue art I'm yeah. like so wait. When did you first? This was in 1982. Oh, I, I was going to Orange Coast, so I graduated you, in '80, and then this. When is, did you start doing art, though, in like? Uh, in high school, so ceramics. Yeah, well, I, I started at the same time as you. Like, art classes were like just part I lived of the requirement. For yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They had a great art program there, and and but that's, you you had an uh, infinity for it. It was yeah. just rad. I loved it, and yeah. and. Um, and you know, it just kind of ran in our family somewhat. And, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of artistry in your yeah, yeah. So in genes. one way or another. <laughs> um, so this one professor is like, dude, you gotta, you gotta go after art as your degree. And I'm you like, mean, and I'm money just, in art? Like, it, it, is that what you're thinking? Or like, yeah, yeah. I'm just well. First of all, I'm like, how do I go home and tell my dad? Oh shit. I'm changing from. Business Back, backtrack to for, art. for a second though. In 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 junior high high school, were you like painting stuff or drawing? Drawing, stuff? Dr always drawing. Okay, were you always were, drawing? Were you really good? In the music, I was super into Bowie and and like that whole like um, kind of like alternative, not quite punk rock yet, but yeah. that came in like sophomore year. Um, and that's when freaking everything changed for me. Um, sophomore year? Sophomore year, yeah. That's you that's know. when the accordion was out and the synthesizer <laughs> was in and the, uh, the keyboard Pogo was in. Pogo in and worming. <laughs> that was when punk was fun. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so music was a big part. And then listening to albums, you have to spend time. For sure. And when I used to sit and draw, draw anything or whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of like nurturing me into Orange Coast College, and and then that professor saying you need to change your major, and he said why are you a biz major, and I'm like because my dad wants me to, and he goes are you going to live your dad's life, and right then and there I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, and then I, like that same week out of philosophy class at OCC, and they talked about like yourself in the world and. Having and, a purpose. And, and yeah, it was just big talk. It was big world talk. And and I walked out and the sun was shining on me and it felt like somebody hit me with a two by four in the back of the legs. And I was like, fuck, I need to change my major. Wow. I need to go to school. I'm going to surf on, on, you know, a surf team. I'm not going to turn pro. It was just right then and there walking out of that class. It was like... I'm in gonna, college, eighteen. Uh, I was nineteen at the time. Yeah. It was like, I'm, I'm gonna pursue education. Yeah. Wow. Because I think that will. That's. I've that's always wanted it, but now I had a clean vision. So. Yeah, because yeah. at that point you're kind of at that crossroad Who, where it's like you got to invest all your time in something. Yeah. You know. Who was yeah. your teacher that? Uh, you know, I, I I get asked that, and I fuck sometimes. I I wish I remember. But it, I, Orange Coast College had the best art school. I mean, it rivaled San Diego State when I when when I went there. So the day I had to tell my dad, I'm sitting on the couch, and you know he's driving from L.A. and he's pissed and whatever. He walks in the door, and he's like, "What's going on?" 
You I'm know, like, sums up. Yeah, because I'm like, the, here's I'm on the couch, <laughs> big taco. And, yeah, and I go, Dad, I got to talk to you. And he's like, well, What's going on? And I go, oh, You didn't get knocked, somebody knocked up, did you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was always worried about that. Um, so he he goes, So what's up? And I go, I want to change my major. And he's like, Well, what to finance? To and I go, No, to art. And he's like, There's no goddamn way. And I'm like, Dad. <clears throat> I want to do graphic design. Yeah, they make money. You can be successful and whatever. And he's like, no, no art, whatever. And I go, he goes, you're gonna be penniless and living in the streets. And I go, uh, okay, let's look at money. I go, when was the last time I asked you for money? Because I worked since I was 15. I always had jobs. From yeah, there I worked at Hogue Hospital yeah. Food Service, Camry Restaurant yeah. as a busboy. I always had jobs. I always had my own money. And I go, money's never going to be a problem. Never. He's like, oh, okay. And then Because that's every parent's, you know, yeah. they think, you know, you want what's best for your kid and a, and a good job security and something that pays well. They're not going to be that leech. Tell our kids all that all the time. <laughs> You're out of the house, ain't pay for shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gnarly. It's gnarly. And he took it, they, like, after you broke it down, he took it okay? Like, he, yeah, and then my mom talked him into it. Give, so, yeah, let's and, give him a shot. Let's give yeah. him a year and two. Yeah, yeah. So I applied to, uh, I decided to go to a four-year college, and uh, I uh, got accepted to SLO and San Diego State. And I wanted to go to uh, San Luis Obispo because... It had a better graphics program. Yeah. And um, so orientation day, I wake up at like three because I need to jump in the water yeah. before going to it. And this is before parents went to orientation. And so drive up. Uh, somebody told me about the spot. I've never surfed it. I remember paddling out, going on that first wave and getting that ice cream head headache. Unlike anyone I've ever had. It's cold. And oh, I'm oh, like... Oh. Oh shit! So I catch one wave. I get in my car. I drive home. Right. And I call my mom, and she's like, "I thought you were spending the night with your friends. Like, what's going on?" I go, "I didn't like the campus. I'm going to San Diego State." <laughs> so that that's how is I picked. Hilarious. <laughs> so that's how I picked San Diego because State. Because it's freaking as a surfer, it's freaking cold up there. Yeah. And coming from SoCal, that's a big shock. It's a big shocker, and you know. And Beautiful up there. Campus, I'm sure, is amazing. Yeah, but it's like just yeah, that yeah. that part of the coast and it's beautiful. The state is insane. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. And but then ice I cream headaches. At, yeah, ice cream headaches. I just went. I'm going to San Jose State. So study graphic which communication. Isn't bad. Yeah, which yeah. It was bitching. Yeah, and um, surf a lot of uh, blacks, a lot of sunset blacks, gifts, yeah. and a lot of. Had, my buddy had a key at black, so we drove down. Yeah, had San Miguel. I mean, Mexico is 20 minutes away. I surfed uh, Ocean Beach uh, off the big groin, the yeah. right there. I mean, I had my my places. And uh, and that was just a killer experience. And I, I did things that, you know, to break out of my shell. You know, you grow up with the same people every weekend at contest. Yeah. And then you have your group of friends from school, and that's it. And when I went there, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to join a fraternity yeah and you know i walk in and i have my punker boots on and you know levi's and i look like freaking rockabilly at the time and they're like oh, who are you <laughs> and i was with my buddy doug collier and we both walked in we both looked the same and we're i'm like ah. my brother was um in the house and they're, I, i'm a, i'm jim McRoy's brother and they're like <laughs> what 
And they're like, ah, and then within 20 minutes, they're like, fucking, you are cool. Yeah, why don't you, you know, why don't you pledge? I'm like, so your brother was there already? Yeah, he was already there. That's cool. Yeah, so that was kind of my end, because if I walked into any other fraternity looking like I did, yeah. it would have been, because I used to show up at contests with a trench coat on, boots, and like thrift store clothes. Yeah. And Rothrock is like, he, on the- yeah, and Rothrock is like, you got to look like an athlete when you come to contests. I'm like. Why? <laughs> yeah. Did you? So you did one year at OCC. Two. Two years, and then you transferred. And then I transferred. Yeah. 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 And that was just the best experience. I I spent yeah. two and a half years there, and and got a degree, and that just kind of catapulted. I still surfed on the surf team. We had a killer team, and yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. Are you talking San Diego State? Or? San Diego State. Okay. But OCC was the best. I yeah. mean, it was as far as your local pecking. Yeah, yeah. Top, top of the. Oh, we ruined everybody. We here. were so good. It yeah. was by far. We had. We were twenty deep. Yeah. At every contest. Were you Were you doing any uh, skiing or snowboarding? Were you a mountain guy too? Like back then, I, I a was, lot of guys were kind of doing both. Yeah, I was skiing at the time, and but not that much. Yeah. You know, it was like I was. Ways are bad winners. Yeah, I was hypersensitive. Just. Ocean, 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 yeah. Mexico, up and down, make it to the East Coast whenever, you know, just that was my deal. That was 100%. So, yeah, snowboarding came later after after Vision, nice. my first job. Yeah, so you graduate? Graduate. Top so, of your class? No. <laughs> the weirdest one in my class, because <laughs> <laughs> critique was every Friday, so we put our projects up, and... They always wanted my own over here because I never followed the rules. I always went freaking, and so everyone would critique and they'd go, "Well, uh, look at Tom McRoy's work. We don't understand <laughs> because I always who are like, you influenced by? <clears throat> I was more uh, like album covers. Yeah, who like album and covers and music. I was um, influenced by Japanese art a lot. Wow. Um, just kind I of like how both they, of those. yeah, just kind of how they lined up things. Um, but then I hated lining, like type up and in line. It's like it was weird. It was you weird. I had to be too uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I loved it. It I loved the composition yeah. of like say Japanese art. But I wanted to screw things up. And my teachers didn't even know how to grade me. They're like. You have talent, you have this, but we, I mean, you don't follow instructions. You like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, you know what? You, you guys are boring. Yeah. You're like, let's push it. Let's like go on. No, you need to be, you know. You guys set the foundation. Yeah. yeah. You, you, these are the the, the basics. Blocks. Yeah. This these are the fundamentals. I'm like, okay, well, fucking, I know those. Yeah. Like, let's go to the next level, and uh, but I still, you know, got still got good grades and whatever, and yeah. What, so you were going to school for graphic art, Graphic communication. Graphic yeah. communication. And what does that mean? It means anything that... Um, for advertising? For advertising, billboards, bus shelters, uh, anything that a consumer sees okay. is so, graphic so design. Yeah. you wanted to graduate and your career was going to be... I thought in advertising. In advertising. Yeah, my okay. mom bought me two suits and... Uh, um, Why advertising? Because I thought that's like, 
the holy grail like to yeah. be able to design big, big ads and billboards and all that yeah and did, world. did you yeah. know anybody that was doing that or uh just people that i met through school yeah you know and that's kind of where everyone was going and i'm like okay well i'm gonna go rock that world you know yeah and so my mom bought me two suits and um I graduated, like walked on Thursday, and I think it was Sunday, I was surfing Southside, and I saw this guy, Tim Maley, who I respected. He was uh, Poole Rockland's roommate uh, in Newport when he went to OCC, and he was an artist. Yeah. And he's like, hey, bro, like, did you graduate yet? yet? And I'm like, yeah, just this last week. He goes, come work for me at Vision Skateboards. And I'm like, what? what will I be doing? He's like, oh, like graphics on skateboards and stickers. And I'm going, no, I'm going, I'm going to go to become an ad guy. You know, yeah. I want to be yeah. a creative director. I want to be, you, you, yeah, you know, you, you I want to wear a surf industry as like, yeah. a, even though you came from it, yeah. you know, yeah. that was, there was no surf industry. No, really yet. yeah, it was skate was huge. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Vision but was like, they were making, you know, they were doing a hundred million in skateboards. So crazy. Yeah. And so I go, whatever you know and i'm still thinking about this two suits my mom bought me you know and and so to go for interviews for interviews yeah. and to still to this date i wore one of the suits <laughs> for a costume bec as a zoot suit <laughs> i was a gangster that's the only time i wore one of the suits yeah. <laughs> thanks mom yeah god Paid bless you god bless you so so, so you were was there like design firms or ad agencies that you had your eye on? Oh no, I was so behind the ball. I was like, oh, I'm gonna graduate and then I'll do You'll it. Figure it yeah. out. I'll, I'll figure, figure it out, out. It, yeah. because that's kind of how I did everything. I had a plan in my head, but you know, it just. But yeah, was it normal for like seniors? They're you know, hey, we're gonna graduate in you know whatever May. And they already had job interviews lined up. Like not with, everybody. Not everybody, but not like now where yeah. you're like you're a, a freshman and you're already you know putting your resume out. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so you graduated. This graduated, guy, Tim, yeah. he's a surfer. My first interview at Southside of Huntington Pier. And he did he own the company? No, or? he was he was their um, kind of like uh, art director of all skateboard stickers, T-shirts. Uh, all the things that made Vision money. Yeah. And you knew him through surfing. And I knew him through surfing. Same. And I used to watch him draw when I'd go to Pua's house back in the day. Okay. So he goes, show up on Monday. I'll show you the deal. So I show up on Monday and uh, I walk in. It's this tiny little studio off 50, uh, 15th Street up by Hogue Hospital. And it wasn't glamorous at all. Yeah. But they had a, like a printing facility in the back. And Vision had, was right here. Yeah, they had multiple buildings. They had like a, 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 a building that made the skateboards. They had a building where they warehoused. They had a building where they did their ads and all that. And then there was the building that I took a job in, <laughs> which did all the graphics for the skateboards. Yeah. Um, so I sit down and he's like, okay, well, just tell me what you think after the first day. So the first board that he puts in front of me is the Mark Gonzalez board, which is one of the most iconic boards ever. ever. And so he's like, well, you know, I kind of like kind of do this and this. And there was another artist, Andy Decoction, that was involved in it. And so I sat there with my, you know, straight edge and radius curves and my technical pins. And I actually drew out the head and and then the the, the little 
I used screens for the circles and everything, and, and so it was like, this is badass. This is creative. I love doing this. I create. I'm hands on. I'm actually yeah. doing what I was taught to do. Yeah. And um, he's all, hey, by the way, we're. The, it's lunchtime. We're gonna go surf. The, the, the <laughs> well, hey, hey. the gator board. No, Mark Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh, Mark Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Who is the Gons? The Gons. Yeah. The freaking the raddest kid. The first time I met him, I'm like, dude, you are freaking way beyond. He was like maybe 13, 14, and he would sit and doodle stuff, and I just. Like, all the skaters would come in, and I just. Tell me what you want. Stockpile. Just give me some yeah. ideas. Stockpile. I got tons of shit. And, uh, Resourceful guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, I, yeah, I like the job. I go, what am I going to make? Like 30, 40 grand a year? Because <laughs> because that was in my head yeah. that everyone else was supposed to make graduating from college. And he's like, bro, it's six fifty an hour. I'm like, <laughs> I got on the calculator. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, how am I going to pay rent? At the time, I was living on a couch, and uh, and I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? And I was so embarrassed. What am I gonna tell my dad? Fuck, I'm making six fifty an hour. What am I gonna tell my so mom? So you decided you're gonna do it. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta do it because I love it. Yeah. And I was meeting like all these killer people. You know, everyone from. Did you even interview in another spot? No, I was like. You, you, Once I struck that first stroke on that board, I'm like, I'm in. This is this is my deal. But you didn't think about like, hey, I know I love this. I maybe I have to take another interview. Nope. Sometimes you get <laughs> sometimes you get blind you get blinded by it. the by the passion and the drive. <laughs> he went. He went. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he I'm saw. Like, he saw. A free, hey. Freedom here sits, here sits one of the smartest, shrewdest, bucky, gangster, artist, hey. entrepreneur hey, that we've it's, ever interviewed. It's called conviction. Hey, that we've ever interviewed. And he fucking took the first shitty job that he could get. Six fifty an hour. The pay was shitty. The job wasn't shitty. Yeah. Hey, the way he said that, yeah. it's just like a little kid. Nope. It was a dream come true, like yeah. from skate, you know, growing up skating, all the pools, and, right? Like you know, no, nope. awesome. no, no. I, I told my mom, "This is it, six fifty. You guys pay. Do you, do you smoke for them for a while? Like, yeah, I'm making, <laughs> I'm making some money. No, no, no. I did, I would avoid it. Yeah. I'm like, well, where are you living? I'm like, oh, I'm living with Pat. And, yeah. You know, I'm living on Pat's fucking couch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pulling it. I'm pulling it. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But I knew that that was the spot. Yeah. I knew I was gonna, I was going to learn a lot. And over time, uh, you know, I, I just my skill set got better. Great teacher, and and yeah. And and I was around guys that really never went to school and whatever. So I was leapfrogging over so, people, and pay came with that. Yeah. Go, going back to the importance of like that experience, because Vision Streetwear was the shit. At the time, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, like, every it, it, to go think back of of that time, early '80s, right? Yep. And uh, no, it was uh, um, eighty. That was '86. '86. Yeah. And skateboarding was blowing up. Huge. Like along those along that timeline, it was Jimmy Z's. Yep. It was Vision. Op. 
Stussy was starting to kind of be something, maybe yeah. then. Yeah, they were showing. Um, but Vision was like, yeah, colossal. Colossal. It was a big fucking brand. Yeah. Um, Hundred million. It was my first board. Yeah. Like first. Which sc- one? Like yeah. skate. Like, like. But it was like the the clothing <laughs> part of the skateboarding. Yeah, oh, everything was huge. Yeah, right? yeah. stickers yeah. were fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. I like, remember. I remember when they started the clothing. The clothes were so fucking hideous, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't wear this shit. You yeah, know, yeah. they were like muscle balloon pants and everything, and all the skaters are like, fuck, we can't wear this shit. Yeah. yeah. So who was designing that? Uh, I don't know who was at the time. I forget. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't wear that shit. Cause, yeah. Because you have. And I have a... to go to trade shows wearing it, and yeah. I'm like, everyone's like, "What are you wearing, McElroy?" Skateboarding was so uh, on trend, blowing up, and yeah. pretty punky with, uh, you know, like, yeah. When, when yeah. you think of like skateboarding, right? You think of Christian Asoy yep. at that time. Yep. Asoy Gator. And, like, Gator yeah, and they were the Gator was making like forty grand a, a month. month. Yeah, easy. back then, back then, easy. Yeah. yeah, those guys were royalties were crushing it. Yeah, and I can only imagine. Oh, it was the money. You know, the money was just out of control, and so so you you started at six fifty. Six fifty, and yeah, so then I started you know getting. Uh, still doing the graphics, but then I was managing people and then overseeing buying blanks. Here I am freaking right out of school and I'm buying, you know, $2 million worth of blanks. You're kidding me. Yeah, and I don't Wait, know what you the... you in that, like, purchasing slash production uh, yeah, role? because I was, because I went to school and I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Like, yeah, you know, then I started learning size scales and, and you know forecasting color and all that stuff wow. so yeah so that helped and and what else i was doing is to compensate for the money i wasn't making i started freelancing and that's when i would hit, was hitting up hurley at billabong and uh, i was hitting up uh, uh dk and, and mcknight at, at quicksilver and charles crow to do quicksilver stuff yeah. and so i was circulating going to all the companies uh, selling T-shirt designs and whatever else. So, wh- it, who came up with that idea? I I was I had to survive. Uh, you had a side hustle. I had a side hustle. Did, did and, and did, did you somebody have a, approach you, or did you just say I had hey. a, no? I'm like I have to fucking make money because you're you're looking at all so, the t- T-shirts that they're putting out. You're like, dude, I could draw shit like that. Yeah. Like, and then so you you, you would just come up with a bunch of options and oh yeah, I'd go to I'd go to see Bob. I'd show him like you know eight designs. And he would pick five at 350. And then, you know, I'd do a group for quick and they would boom. And then, um, and then, you know, whoever else was in the surf industry. And then it started getting bigger. So I probably wore some T-Mac fucking graphics yeah. back in the day. Oh, for sure. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, so the freelance business got so big that I was working, you know, two, three in the morning, keeping up with that. And then... Uh, Brad Dorfman of, of Vision, God bless him, he would he did everything in his power to piss me off. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole sidebar. Love you, Brad. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I got to go out on my own. And that's when I went out did, on my own. Did you ever like get raises or bonuses from Vision? I got meager raises and I got meager bonuses. 
and I got made fun of by him, and he did weird shit. <laughs> yeah. But he taught me a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was a unbelievable entrepreneur. Yeah. So and I watched him. No, he He's started just... off he started off selling roller skates and sand candles at the swap meet. No way. Wow. And he started a brand called Vision. Yep. Okay. And I watched him, and he was a smart entrepreneur. Yeah. He knew how to make money and be and put money in the right places. Yeah. So it was a great stepping stone it was for a, you. It was like going to graduate school. Yeah. yeah. Vision in the real Vision world. Graduate school. <laughs> Vision graduate school. School of hard knocks. And, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, going back to that day, obviously, pre-computer graphics and working off, you know, all the technology, you just hand draw and then... It was did, all hand drawn. Did you scan? Did you... Scan? No, there was no you, fucking... Like, computers. Nothing. No. Like, you would just... Computer, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a computer till 1989. So... Cool. So... I started '85 at Vision, and until 1989, I bought a SE30 Macintosh. That it had a window this big. <laughs> the hard drive was eight megabytes, <laughs> and a printer. It was sixty-five hundred dollars. Holy shit! And I paid that thing off in the first month. Wow. Because I was the only graphic designer in the surf industry that can warp type and do all this weird shit. Boom, paid off within one. So month. was that self self taught? Like when you self hundred percent. Like because there's no those computers come out and there's no like veterans that are doing it except the software designers that aren't so artists. Yeah, there was nobody around me, yeah. nobody in my space doing it. So go go back to Vision. You started off six fifty. You, you were. Yeah, my first you, my you first W two was, right? was twelve thousand dollars. You what? My W two was twelve thousand dollars. So so. You didn't have a title, really. No. Grunt. And and you you worked your way like they get, they kept piling on new opportunities or, or chores mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Opportunities. And and you to were, learn, you yeah. became kinda like head of production yeah. without that title. Yeah, I never got a, t- a yeah. title other than he's the only guy that went to college yeah. and I Quick throws, learner, he seems I, like he's I on I throw it. stickers at him. Yeah. Uh, and so you were unknowingly learning production, learning purchasing, learning logistics, all that shit. All that time. For a clothing yeah. company. Yeah. Right? And and you thought you were just going to be doing graphics on a skateboard deck. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and, that lasted about about a year and then all of a sudden I mean vision the streetwear clicked in and I mean it was like uh, uh, I call t-shirt gold medallions because as you know yeah freaking t-shirts crush money yeah print money gold medallions yeah. yeah so that's why I started designing t-shirts yeah because everyone needed new t-shirts and back then it was all You'd about freaking out. all about woo, woo, you know yeah. um so and then, and then as you're working and trying to make ends meet, you, you go, okay, I can make cool logos for Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I can make cool logos for that brand. I can make cool logos for And Billabong. I can survive off this yeah. not working and, for Vision. And, exactly. And people were paying you how much per logo? Uh, per t-shirt design was 350 350 bucks. Yeah. Which was, you know... And I, good. Yeah, and yeah. I was clicking and clicking and clicking and, and and Bob Hurley when he was at Billabong, I mean, he was like my mentor from the first surfboard he shaped for me and then I rode all his boards throughout, you know, Anastasia's and 
and like he was my man and yeah. Shelly his wife they always like he is like my second dad he taught me so much Crazy. and every time I'd go into Billabong he would we'd sit for hours and talk about how to like do different things on t-shirts and then I started doing his video covers um, filthy habits and and is just he designed filthy habits uh, filthy habits wow and so that whole thing kind of was blowing up and and but Bob was kind of like my he always pushed me like you got to go on your own you got to go on your yeah. own so going back yeah he didn't keep you for himself that's cool he knew your your strengths he's like dude go do yourself dude, do what yeah. I'm doing you know look like, at him and yeah. I saw him go through his ups and downs over the years yeah. and and so the first iconic industry action sports industry image art that you created that's fucking forever embedded in people's minds is the Gons board. That was, yep. Right? I, that was, my hand was in on that for sure. It was... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The Gons. That's gnarly. Yeah. And then Iconic. now we're talking about the Billabong Filthy Habits. <laughs> and you design the cover for Filthy Habits. Yeah. Bob, Bob and I collectively, you know, there was a little bit of everything and yeah, I put it all together, made all it all together. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Because right, there's more coming. <laughs> yeah. There's more but, in store for that. Yeah. You know, and that's... I did the first four color process t-shirt for Bob. Um, it was a Robbie Burns t-shirt and it was the first time. Ronnie Burns. Ronnie Burns. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time that four color process was printed on t-shirts. Oh wow! Yeah, like a photo tee type. A photo tee. Yeah, a natural color. Color. Color photo. Yeah, and it was bitching. And it had puff ink around it too. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Puff ink. Puff ink. It kind of came back for a yeah. small second. Yeah, and I I, I experimented with foil. Yeah. Well, oh. the, <laughs> yeah, the foil and oh shit, uh, the puff ink. I remember when Vision Vision started that whole puff ink thing, Did and that. I remember um, experimenting with that stuff, and yeah, it was hard to you know get the screens the right mesh, and I mean it was a big process how yeah. to heat it correctly. And, yeah, sensitive. Yeah, it was very sensitive, but once you got it down, it was down. So you worked for Vision for how long? For two and a half years. Okay, and you pretty much made it out on your own doing freelance work. With the help said, of Bob pushing him, Bob pushing and others, and you know. So, so what was the next? Then the next one was I had a partnership called Mormac, and I I partnered with this one guy, and we did private labels for Macy's and in Nordstrom, and um, we got to the point where we had the whole art department, and then we had the printing facility. So I'd still be doing all my art. And, you know all the graphics for ads and stuff, and then doing all the stuff for the tees. for the tees, and and we'd start getting the cut and sew, and and that business was growing, and we're oh, crushing it. How did you get? Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah, it. I I don't know how I met this guy. Yeah, um, I won't. I don't even want to talk about him. Um, you learn early on about partnerships, uh, but uh, I had. A connection with some guy at Nordstrom's. Mm, you um, yeah, okay. and I forget how it was. And, and vision maybe. Yeah, and 
I don't know, I, I forget, through freelancing or something, and he saw my work, and he loved it, and that, you know, the art started it, and then we went and bought printing presses. So yeah. we had, like, three 10-color presses, and, and we were just... How did you finance pumping that? Uh, under my name and lease payments. I had nothing. I, like... I, at the time, at the stretch it so, out. So, yeah. so this guy from from Macy's, um, uh, I forget if it was Macy's or Nordstrom. This guy said, "Hey, you should do this." Yeah, yeah. We want we want a surf package for Macy's. And he introduced you to this guy. Yeah, and so and you so two yeah, up. Uh, yeah. So um, you know, I'd fly to New York, do a presentation. They'd go, "I want these, 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 and these," and then we'd have to go back and figure out how to do it. So wait a minute. How to produce it? You. The, they wanted you to create surf a private label surf style thing for their in-house. It was called um, God. Um, I want to say Pro Sport, or and I don't think it's Pro Sport, but I forget what it was. But yeah, we're doing in-house surf stuff for them. So wow. not just the graphics, but you had to produce it. We had too. to produce it. So they wanted it packaged, boxed. Delivered, UPC correct, whatever the tagged and priced. And yeah, the yeah. whole deal. Your, your company is called Mormac. Mormac, okay. yeah, and um, and so yeah, we were crushing it. How we're, old were you? I was twenty-five. Dang, fucking a. And buying yeah. ten press screening freaking machines. I, but the main thing was surfing every day. Yeah, that never tapered off. I always <laughs> okay. fucking surfed every day. So this guy <laughs> says this. You partner up with this guy, and. And you, you sit down, you go, okay, we're going to need to do this, this, and this. How much does that cost? How much does this cost? How much does that cost? You're 25 years old. You have no money in the bank. Nothing. What did you do to fucking... Just smoke and mirrors. Just, <laughs> woo! You know, uh, I think we factored money at the time. I mean, we just did whatever. This is and I was And I was working till 2, 3 in the morning making the whole deal go down yeah. and he partner was the sales guy who did shit and so those sales guys are always like that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about bro hey you're saying the wrong things right now, right now. <laughs> so so we we get into it for about uh close to two years and we bring in a partner yeah. with money so we can grow and buy more presses and build and i was building the art department and so, everything can I ask you, like, did you tell your dad what you're doing? Like, oh yeah, he was. Yeah, they knew everything. They saw what was going on. And and was was his mind blown? Like your yeah, they were like, stoked. They were they when they saw me because I was working 24 hours a day. I yeah. mean, I literally six seven days a week. 25 eight, years old. You, you, that's a your big balls haven't even dropped. Oh yeah, I haven't even got my first pubic hair yet. <laughs> but that's a big responsibility to Huge. go like. You know, partner up with a big mainstream box retailer, yeah. and, and that were super and, strict, as you guys know. Yeah, and if the shipments are aren't perfect, chargebacks, yeah, they're like, oh, we can't receive it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know all that shit. That's, I mean, we had to learn that. That's the so hard way. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So how how long? That's that? close to two years, and uh, so we bring in this partner to bring money. He was an accountant, smart guy, yep. and I'm like, okay, we're going get to get to the next level, and one Sunday, I'm sitting watching so, TV. Sorry to interrupt. Dude, <laughs> and 
Let him I'm talk. Just like, I'm just like kind of baffled <laughs> on the trajectory from one, from being a fucking graphic designer to freelancing. To starting your own Just To starting your own fucking thing. And to be really good friends with his mentor, you know, Bob Hurley. Yeah. And to fast forward at such an early age of having his own fucking business. Yeah. Yeah, if you met me in college, you'd go like Laird Hayes, the, the our search team coach at OCC. He's like, does Tom Macro even have a job? He told my buddy Doug Collier that like when I was about twenty five, and, and and Doug's like, well, he's kind of got his shit together, you know? <laughs> because so, if you knew me back in the day, it was like, woo, you know. Yeah. Um, but I knew once. I started working, it was on. You know, That's the crazy. freaking... Okay, so more Mac lasted for yeah, three for, years. For about two, two going on two years, I was sitting watching TV on a Sunday, get a knock at the door, a kid right there, he's like, I'm serving you. And I'm like, serving me what? Like, I didn't order pizza or anything. And he's like, read it. So I opened it up and it said, uh, special board meeting, uh, the top of topic of discussion is the termination of Tom McRoy. What? And I'm like, so next day had a meeting. They're like, you're gone. Here's your last paycheck. See you later. You're not allowed in the building. What? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They forced you out because what? Hostile takeover? It was a hostile takeover and he thought that the guys that I hired could do my job. Mm. And so, and not pay me or whatever. Yeah. So, did you, did you have a partnership? Yeah, it was a partnership. Yeah, it was a corporation. Did he have? He had more, majority because no. no. Well, he had majority because he convinced the other guy to go against me. Uh. So it was two against one. Mm. Lesson learned. Yeah. Another MBA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here I am. You know, hold your turn, cards. Going into twenty-six years old. I have no job. My wife's pregnant. Um, we just bought a condo in Irvine off of money we made in a car accident. So it was like, but she was working. She she was making money. And um, so I was like, fucking, what am I going to do? So about three months later, Mormack goes under, like now about six months, Mormack goes out of business. BK. Yeah. Because all the clients followed me to Macroy Designs because the day that happened, I just went fast forward. I went to another mentor who was my neighbor in HB, and I said, hey, can I work out of your magazine facility and start my company? He's like, hell yeah, you have the reign of my company. They put out a magazine, and yeah, they, they had all post, the resources there. They had all space, the resources, yeah. everything. And he goes, you have my staff, you have everything. My conference table, where I used to, like, people would walk in and go, Fuck, you've landed on your feet pretty good. I'd be in the conference room like this. Little did they know. It wasn't mine. In my office in my office was in the garage where he had like his Ferrari parked. So I'd like to look at the window of his Ferrari going, Fuck, that's a pretty killer car. Not that I wanted one, (laughs) but but it was like appreciated his hard work. Yeah, hard work because I saw what he went through as I was growing up. What was the magazine called? On track. He, He was all about racing. He did Formula that was a big One, bag, right? Yeah, on tr- he uh, and he did posters. He did green cards. Uh, he was doing like thirty million dollars, like with posters and green cards and all this other Dang. stuff. Wow. 
So, yeah, so I went into full tilt, and then about, you know, eight months later, I started getting lawsuits from the printing company. They were supposed to take me off all the leases and everything going forward. Never did a thing. And dumbass did not check. Cancel. Yeah, double check. Yeah. And it was all on me, personal guarantees. Oh, no. So, all of a sudden, here I am, 26 years old, and I have 450000 fucking dollars worth of lawsuits against me. And you don't even have the equipment. Leases on... Because on, they probably... On buildings, uh, oh. printing equipment, anything else. Anything else in the... I mean, other... other uh, another guy invested. He was coming after me. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? So I have a friend... You terminated. So, yeah, terminated. So, so yeah. did you... Was it... Something you could prove and say this was... I was in a... Yeah. But it had to pay... Cost yeah, a lawyer was, a lot. Well, yeah, I couldn't afford a lawyer. It was... So then I went to a lawyer. He read the one page and he goes, this means nothing. Oh, good. <laughs> Woo! I would have shot my yeah. pants. Yeah. 450 grand at that at time. At 26 with a pregnant like, wife and... On something that you don't even have a part of. After you, after you get kicked... In the two shins. By, no, d- d- that was, yeah. Two by four to the shins. And shins, you, not the back of the leg, shins. Yeah, your, your shins, yeah. and you, you, you bounce back, like, I'm fucking good. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, six months later... Lawsuits. Yeah. The yeah. Grim Reaper comes knocking on your door again, you're like, wait a minute, what? Horrible. Talk about fucking sleepless nights, crying, Ugh. just, you know, we lived in a complex, and there was a jacuzzi. And I'd sit in the jacuzzi all night because I needed to talk to people. People would come in. And I'm like, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, what do you really want to do? I'd like, dump on them. They're like, fuck, all right, all right, time out. All of a sudden, no one would come to the jacuzzi because they knew I was in there. They didn't want to hear my fucking story. Uh, <laughs> that was your uh, counseling. That was your vented jacuzzi counseling. Yeah, it was my right vent. There. I was venting. Oh, oh so I, I met with this attorney, and he's like, the best thing to do is go bankrupt. Yeah. And I'm going... Oh my God! What does that mean? mean? Yeah, like he goes, you go bankrupt and it's like all your credit and everything is ruined. And I'm like, going, fuck. So went in front of the attorney. Can I I stop you for a second? (laughs) You ever see that episode with uh, on the office where Michael Scott? Yeah. Is going bankrupt like the guy? I did. The account goes, hey, you should you should declare bankruptcy. He goes. Oh, really? He goes, yeah, if you declare vacancy, you know, you won't have to pay your debts. And he stands up on the table, and he goes, I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, 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 that, that's not how it works. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So you had to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, went BK and... Uh, Chapter 11. No, chapter seven, seven. The worst. Okay. Eleven. You can read. Eleven's restructuring. Restructuring. Get restructuring. Yeah. Look at the big brains on Larson. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Never so, happened to me. <laughs> so yeah. So chapter seven. Yeah, went to court and um, a couple companies pleaded their case, and my attorney pleaded my case, okay. and the guy document. looked at me, and he just said, "You know what? All your debt is gone except your student loan." And you're wow. You can walk, and so I'm like, because those oh, companies God. were doing 
the only option they probably had to, you know, yeah. they're just looking at like their liability. Yeah, and they repoed everything. And that's what I was gonna say, is like you don't even have like this equipment to sell to like, hey, here it is, you can take it, you know, like exactly. You, you, that was like not even. Exactly. He, walked, he wasn't even in the building. So yeah, I was in yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, Elvis yeah. was not in the did building. You, yeah. <laughs> I would have framed that uh, that serving paper or whatever they, you know, what are they? What's it called? The document that they serve you with? Oh just, yeah, subpoena. Oh, I don't know. Subpoena. I think I fucking burned it after I ripped it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So Dude, that's an early lesson. Yeah. At yeah. Early age to learn a fucking huge deal. Huge, that's scary. Huge. That deal. is scary. At twenty six years old, especially a kid just bought a condo. Like now you're thinking like they're gonna take my condo and I'm gonna get yeah, out on the streets. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like that's your life. What the fuck am I gonna do? So oh, so yeah so gnarly yeah so you know instantly started freelancing and then I'm like okay this is becoming a business again I need to go get a um I have stuff in the refrigerator if you want oh, that yeah uh, um um. Uh, DBA. So, um, I go. What do you uh, guys want? I'm at uh, an Ashland. Ashland. Yeah, Ashland hard <laughs> seltzer. Give me one of those. What what flavor we got? Oh, the ginger peach. That one's sick. <laughs> yeah. All oh, these are insane. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks, Ashland. Thank you, Ashland. Yee. Nice. So. So. Um, yeah. So. Um, so here I am. Um, and what's so I, a wife? She's just like, you know, right there by your side, obviously. Yep, and yep. hey, we'll just get through this. She's got a job. What was she doing at the time? Uh, she was a, a art director for um, a little agency that did work for big agencies. Okay. Yeah. So she had a good job, and and then Quick's like, you know what? We'll hire you. Come aboard. Uh, you can bring all your experience and darkroom experience and all this stuff to to. Uh, quick and whatever and I'm just like fuck that I'm going on my own for like I'm going 100% on my own so I go to the daily pilot to uh, which to is a local newspaper local newspaper I, my first job really delivering the daily pilot no way yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm there and uh, I'm filling out all the paperwork and this lady walks up and she goes are you Tom McRoy I'm like yeah and she's like what your wife's in labor go to the hospital and I'm <laughs> like Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? I'm having a kid today, the day I start my company. Wow. So the day that I started Macquarie Designs, April 3rd, is my son's birthday. Coming up. Yeah, coming up. So, um, yeah. So, you know what? Just start the company. Um, started doing all the t-shirts. And I was doing ads for people. And then Danny Kwok said, hey, now Bob was... Yeah, he was still Bill Long at the time. But Quick's like, you know what, dude? We need someone to do our ads and our lookbooks and all this stuff. And I'm like... Yeah. And so I started doing Quick, and Quick became my, my big client. And I kind of grew with them. Yeah. They were kind of like... Um, luckily, because they like paid for a lot throughout the days. And I... I Danny Kwok, thank you. God bless you. And, um, and in marketing, it was him and Richard Wolcott. And um, Taylor Wisnan and Robbie Todd. Yeah. I mean, the group the was just yeah, super crew. solid. Preston Murray. Yeah. I mean, it was the boys. So yeah. I, I missed uh, some of that conversation, but so you decided to start McElroy Designs. Yeah, McElroy Designs. And the and day I started what? it. And Quick was his main. You were 26? I was 26. Okay. And uh, the day I started McElroy Designs, my son was born. Okay. So 
April 3rd. So, um, And you were going to... McElroy Designs was an advertising agency, kind of? It was a whatever-you-can-fucking-do agency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever you need. Woo! I can do it. Yeah. I mean... What hat do you need me to wear? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like... And then I but started... But you had, all, you had quite a bit of experience at this time already. Yeah. You've yeah. already gone yeah. through the freelance. You've yeah. already been but groomed yeah. on production. And, and, and Yeah, I knew clothing. Like, I knew graphics. I knew... Your full-service kind of firm. I was right? getting there, but I didn't have, at that time, I didn't have, like, I couldn't write strategies, I couldn't buy media, um, but I learned how to buy media with Quick, because we started doing ads in Rolling Stone and, and some big magazines for wow. uh, QSD, remember yeah, QSD, yeah. their denim? Yeah. So, yeah, I did all those ads, and we were placing them in, you know, some big, you know, Fashion Rolling ads. Stone was fifty grand a page. Yeah. So, so but yeah. you, I started learning the media side. Did of it that become more of a advertising firm than than yeah just over a, time, like a surf brand? Yeah, in action sports. Just, yeah, yeah, I was dealing with with whoever wanted to start an action sports brand. I was like their guy to design their logo, their branding package, and wow. then their ads, and then whatever else they needed. And that's kind of how we started, and Quick became my biggest client. And uh, and you know, Danny, Rich, and I, you know, we'd go to every trade show together and party, and we you know golf together. We just you know, it was just fun, you know, yeah. it's just this trio. And and um, did you do other like outside endemic uh, companies too? Yeah, but not much. Not much. Okay, didn't yeah. have to. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I did everything youth marketing. It was mostly, and any time I stepped out of that arena, yeah. I fell on my face. Because I just didn't have the the stoke for it. Yeah. And it showed. Like, the guys that worked for me, they're like, I remember we got Rollerblade once, and we're like, fuck, who's going to work on it? <laughs> Everyone, Not it! <laughs> everyone's like... <laughs> and How much does it pay? <laughs> oh, it was huge money. Yeah. We're talking freaking huge money. Rollerblade. Rollerblade. Hey. And I'm like... I can't have that under my umbrella. Dude, they probably sold like a fucking hundred million pairs in a year. Oh, like, they were going to pay astronomical amounts of, and they were, you know, they were a retainer based, you know, you yeah. always want retainer based clients. Yeah. yeah. And because you can plan and, and whatever. And so I, one day I called the guy and I went, you know, we have to resign because, and I came up with some fucking <laughs> stupid, you know. It's coming in my time. What he said on the phone, I'm sorry, we, you just need, we're not, we're not able to give you the proper guidance and you know proper attention. So, what he really wanted to say was, "Your shit sucks. It's kooky. We're out." You know, but money. You know, you got to do what's best for yeah. you know the company. And it wasn't best for the culture of the company. Yeah, because we had such a killer culture. Everyone surfed at lunch. I mean, we were like, we went to trade shows and we had a presence and we just freaking run the program. That's, yeah. And that's people crazy. love that. So you worked for different brands. You worked for Quicksilver and who else? Billabong, um, Vans. V- Vans. The uh, Vans came uh, in 1991. Yeah. So you were like outsourced uh, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And, we were. We were always the outsourced for their in-house marketing. <laughs> and so the first thing we would do is become best friends with the marketing director and and their whole staff, yeah. so that. And then everyone wanted to come hang out at my office because it was fun. Yeah. yeah. And well, 
Well, you think, was it Mad Men style almost? Oh, it was way better. Mad Men style. <laughs> it was that's, way That's why I wanted He's the Mad Men of action sports. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Without, the, without the suits. Yeah. Right? And heavier duty shit. Don like, Draper over here. Oh, it was Mac Draper. It, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. And, uh, and, and people came like... Uh, the Benetton family found out about us in, from Italy, and they're like, we want to... The Colors of Benetton? Yeah, yeah. So they own Killer Loop and eventually um, bought... We're talking uh, the Colors of Benetton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mar Mario Benetton came to my office, and I put together this video in some guy's garage of kind of what I can do, like a, a sizzle reel. It, I spent $100 on it, and I put like, you know punk rock and this music and he watched it and he didn't say a word and he's like how much <laughs> and i'm like boom and he's like you're hired got up left and then he he left with a guy and then his guys came in and like closed the deal it was what? fucking rad wow. and they had like multiple brands Killaloop. um so you're doing all the ads and ads and tv billboards um uh, bus shelters. And you weren't in charge everything. of getting content. They send you all the content. Like they do their photo stuff and then they, you, they would no, send... No, we were doing it. You were yeah. doing it all? Yeah. You That's did... Oh, yeah. did you, you came up with the concepts, right? All the concepts and filmed photo shoots. Like wow. we did hella trips where, you know, I got 200 pounds of, I was gonna say, of like goggles and sunglasses on my back and we're dropping in and all the pros are like, woo! And I'm like... How do I get down with this thing? They're like, slide. I'm like, if I slide, I look like a pussy. So, you know, I remember this one time. Did one, heel turn, toe turn, dug, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Yard sale. <laughs> yard sale. And there was a helicopter going, and they're yelling down, are you okay? And the, are the, is the product okay? Because of the, all on my back. Yeah, we're, kidding we're here, yeah. we need photo shoots. <laughs> but see, that's the, that's the you, perks you of were, the job were, right there. You were hauling the fucking product? Fuck yeah. Why did you give it to somebody else? Because <laughs> the budget only said one person from McElroy, and I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm not gonna lose this opportunity to go hella boarding. So this is that and hang hang with the pros. Hang with and, the pros, and that's the perks of the job. Like, yeah, yeah. It's one thing if you're having to splice together content Are there? at your desk, but to be on live location with all that shit, yeah, fuck. Yeah, up. when you're when you're at the team, as you guys know, <laughs> you got clout to like get things done. Yeah, because yeah. the team writers, if they're behind and they want it, companies yeah. bent. They. But, they but, want to, but that's the you know. greatest source of like, um, you know, I, I guess worth too because you you get that that relationships firsthand with all those guys. You're not just oh I'm the owner I'm behind the scenes like you're there making relationships. Fucking making it. Yeah. Yeah. Going. And, yeah. And I always did that through every client I had, in, yeah. inclu including bands. You know. Yeah. We, you know, like first time I met Jeff Roy, and I had to convince him that. Uh, to do this TV spot and Anton Corbin who did Joy Division Depeche Mode like the fucking heaviest director? yeah director I'm a huge Joy Division fan and Depeche and whatever mm -hmm. but when I saw Joy Division for the first time I was like oh my god these are brilliant they're and I got to meet him, yeah. and then I had to tell Jeff. I'm like, you know, Jeff he, yeah, okay. and and he was gnarly, you know, and I'm like Jeff. I mean, think about it. He's he did Joy Division, 
Depeche, Killing, you know, like other like you know heavy bands, and I go, dude, I'm gonna make sure your image is insane. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be disco. It's gonna be fucking JD. Yeah. And he's like, fuck yeah. And I go See, back and I look at those spots, and you know he still kind of sprinkles them throughout his 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 um um his social media, and it was fucking heavy shit. Yeah. So the thing that you did, like. People didn't come to you with ideas. They came to you because for we ideas. had the yeah. I had the best creative staff. I had everyone was from the seed. Yeah. So everyone and if you weren't from the seed, you weren't hired. So Hands so a down. lot of those things that you you made for companies, the marketing campaigns, the taglines, the fucking the talking points that all came from McElroy Designs. Yeah, right? and at that point it evolved into McElroy Communications. When I brought a partner in Tim Garrett, who I went to college with. Yeah, and I know Tim Garrett. Yeah. yeah, so Tim had that. He had everything I didn't have. So, motherfucker, you had everything. What are you talking about? No, no, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't know how to put together strategies and oh, all that yeah. shit. I knew how to do creative. But when TNT got to fucking gather, shit went down. Yeah. I mean, we any, I mean, we didn't lose any. Tom pitches. and Tim. Yeah. Yeah, Tom and Tim show. <laughs> <laughs> we blew it up in the office and out. It so was out of control. So I wanted to exempl- exemplify, amplify that message of how important your company was to these brands. Yeah. Because. You you probably came up with the slogans, the campaigns, everything. everything. Like they, the look, they they showed the... you what uh, what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and you came up with like everything, everything. Yeah, but, but... all visuals, messaging, yeah, every point of contact. Is, marketing mm-hmm. is what sells the fucking brand, especially in the yeah. youth space. Yeah, for sure. And it's fickle, and you need to be like. So it's funny because people would go like, "Where do you get all your information? Like, do do you like?" Buy all the res- like all the resources, reports. all the reports. I go, yeah, but you know what? We had street teams across the nation, at every freaking concert, anything, every skate competition, surf competition, and they weren't passing shit out. They were just asking questions and yeah. taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. they'd look at a kid and go, "Fuck, he's rad." Hey, bro, why are you wearing those shoes? Yeah, why are you doing that? Yeah. So we would get information weekly yeah. on ex- yeah. on what kids were wearing where their heads but, were and what they were into and we had it before any other agency can you know because they were getting, getting it six months uh, after we got ours so yeah. has, has anybody ever coined the phrase the McElroy effect no okay because we're talking <laughs> but I just love cheers I, I, right <laughs> yeah cheers for sure but. so because before you say let me finish my my train of thought here you're talking Vans. You're talking Jeff Rowley, right? Yeah. And there was a point in time where Vans was the dorkiest brand in the market. And that's when we were hired. Boom! The McElroy effect right there. <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. You they, were the paradigm shift in yeah. Vans. They were Chapter 11, chasing women's fashion, and like skating wasn't even on the map. You're like, yeah. this is not how they I grew in, up. Like, they we're, were in this cold. brand yeah. changed. Like, we need to get it back to its roots. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, they and, were in Mervins and Coles and coming up with shit that your grandpa was, wouldn't wear. It, it was hideous. Yeah. Right? And our first meeting, we show up freaking 45 minutes late because I, dro I drove up with Eddie and I, if you guys know Eddie. His car bike guy? He, he was a bike guy? No, Ed, he, uh, he works for um, Surfrider. Oh, I know. Yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. Eddie yeah. and I. Yeah, yeah. So we're driving up in his freaking Jetta up to 55 because they were off at Catella, and his car overheats. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's why he's in the Come on. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so fucking ghetto. I'm going to the biggest meeting of our fucking lives. And so we show up 45 minutes late. And PT set the whole deal up for me. God bless PT. Yeah, PT. So P, uh, PT's waiting in the lobby. He's like, fuck, fucking macro. What's going on? You're so late. No cell phones yet. No. Well, uh, I don't know. Right before. Yeah, right before. Maybe if they were in the car, but I couldn't afford one. You know, they were like, <laughs> look $2 like, a minute. They <laughs> like suitcases with the wire hanging out. Um, so we show up and PT's like, fuck, I've been telling the guy to just mellow out. So Walter Schoenfeld was probably 75. He's a big VC guy. He owned like cable companies. I mean, multi-millionaire. He walks in. He's like, oh, fucking, I shouldn't even like see you guys. And I'm like, I go, what we have will change vans. And he's like, oh, so we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And I remember skating their, uh, their pipe out in the back. And I go, Walter, come here. We look and I go, you know why you need to hire us? Because I used to skate that ramp right there. And I know that I've been running vans since I was five years old. Right. And he's like, how much you want a month? <laughs> and I'm like, 10 grand. That's how goes, you started the meeting? Yeah. And, and well, about 10 minutes in because he was being kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and I go, 10 grand. He's like, done. And I'm like. Fuck, I should ask for 20. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you not show him the deck yet or your oh, presentation? Yeah, we went through our presentation, like what we did for Quick, and yeah. then, you know, we talked and talked. But then but, you're like... But he was like, he didn't want to hear it. I already wasted 45 like, minutes yeah. of his time. Yeah. But I'm, did you did, did he hire you before you showed the presentation? No. Because you no. said... He hired okay. me right after I showed him the ramp. Yeah, you're like, I'm so not... after I'm, you showed the presentation? Yeah. Okay. After pre well, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, actually, we didn't even get through it because he's like all right yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah, was I'm, super impatient but, but yeah you're you're just he probably they you're not the only you know company that they hired to you know throw throw a presentation yeah. and try to get their business so and you're like dude i am not just an agency yeah. i this yeah. is my life like yeah. like yeah. you said I'm you from broke the seat. It, like you broke it down i'm from the seat and yeah. i said see that ramp yeah. i skated that ramp and i've been wearing your shoes since i was five yeah all these other brand or all these other companies coming to you with yeah. your pitch and PT, and PT, like, he kind of cued us up. God bless him. Yeah. And so That's he's crazy. 10 grand. And then they are at 25. And over the course of probably the next, they, we were together for almost 10 years. Wow. They were, you know, pushing in the over 200 million. And we rode it all the way up through, just starting with ads. We did all their packaging for all the, you know, start the snowboards, uh, s s snowboard boot business. We did everything. Everything was from us. Yeah. You know, all their tech guides to yeah. everything. I mean, it was just, how many, it was great. How many employees did you have at that, you know, at that time when you at took that, on vans? Or did you have to hire a bunch more people? Uh, we probably had six. Yeah. And I remember one of the 
things that I needed to do to solidify the business is to do the first snowboard boot uh, tech guide. And he gave it to us on December 20th. And it needed to be done on December 27th. So I freaking, my staff, and I took, and I let everyone go on like the 23rd. So I worked Christmas Eve till like, you know, whatever. Um, ran home, woo! Because there's trade Went shows back. coming up, and like, trade shows. Yeah, like yeah. you had to get it all done. I had to get it all yeah. dialed. And they were launching, it was like one of their biggest launches in a long time. Yeah. The snowboard boots, you know, the Jamie Lynn, and like, it was like so important. So I, Christmas Day, woo! Open presents with the kids, woo, woo, woo! Fucking back to the office. My computer crashed like three times. Oh, it was just so bad. That's when, you know, Apple was, we we're pushing Apple so hard on our design and what we wanted to do that it couldn't handle it. And so, <laughs> and so I got the nickname Rain Man. So after, um, after the holiday, when everyone comes back in, you know, I'm completely fried. I just work Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, whatever. And we have Monday morning status. And I sit there and they're like, fuck, what's up with you? And I'm like, <laughs> and I couldn't talk. How's your break? <laughs> I'm like, hey, do you guys have a good uh, a time? And they're like, fuck, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, dude, I've just worked. I didn't want to put the burden on you. I wanted you guys to enjoy the holiday, so I freaking worked. And and that's and they gave me the nickname Rain Man because I was like, I did, I did, I did. you have the power. That's a, so I mean, power. That's a, that's but a, that solidified. That's a, deal, that's a deal breaker. It like. was a deal breaker. It had to be done, and they were. It was like they were testing me. Yeah, they were so, testing my company. Tom, dude, that's the, so Vans was. <clears throat> In the dumps, it was a it was a dumps dumpster brand. Yeah. Like it, for for the longest time, it lost its shine. The cool kids, it wasn't on trend. Cool kids didn't like it. Nobody wore Vans. It was all about DC, DVS, yep. Etnies. Those brands were the they had the the, the piece of the pie. Yep. And Vans was on the outside looking in. Yep. Like, what did we do wrong? What? Yeah. Like, they lost They lost their way. They lost their way. They, they were making shit. They lost product. their team. They lost everything. Yeah. And you, they came to you where yeah. PT set it up, yeah. and you gave them the blueprints to success. Exactly. Get the team back. Get all your famous skaters back bring it, back the original like lineup. all the original steve yeah. caballero i mean like the whole network get contests get be back out there invest what about warp tour did add, you have influence on the warp tour too yeah or? we did all their warp tour advertising everything we tied warp tour into everything yeah wow that's huge yeah and going I'm, to the warp tours are super fun too yeah i mean <laughs> we used to that, film at them that to me is another milestone in brand building or rebuilding that is really surprising to hear that no. Tom McElroy was part of that. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Super yeah. awesome. His Vans was like they're done. They but were, now they're now they're crushing it. They're fucking they're gigantic. Monsters. They're monsters. They're the biggest yeah. brand in our if yeah. I'm wearing and, it, it's got to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're still and they're still freaking 
on the edge doing great stuff oh, you know yeah. they still have to appease a lot of different yeah. um doors but they're yeah. fucking humming they're yeah. doing good That's yeah awesome. but they you know again capturing that youth investing into that that youth market and yep. and you know yeah you have to stay in your lane which they've done and then they add new categories but every time they add a category they, they make sure it's, it's spot like, on it's yeah. fucking it's a win yeah you know yeah yeah you know, it's not like, oh, we got to just do this and, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, and yeah, we would give them intelligence of what was going on, like yeah. what kids are wearing. And they were just like, okay, that would go straight to the designers. And, you know, because they had their intelligence and we had ours. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they cross, sometimes they. Yeah. 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 That's so, crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that was killer. And yeah, one of the best brands and. Yeah, and then on the Mac Rice side, you know, then then we started getting into video games and, and and you know, worked on the Tony Hawk franchise and you know got into Activision and all of a sudden we're doing Activision games and then so you design covers for for the, Tony yeah, Hawk's games for the covers, yeah. Wow, <laughs> which which kind of goes right back to your love of like all the albums with yeah. the, with the music because that's yeah, what was you, killed. video you have, covers yeah. and and cassette. Yeah, they're like, they, like they came as that's cassettes. That's the space I got in face. Good point, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't sit oh, over here oh, and just oh, drink my <laughs> Ashlands. I'm actually fucking really intrigued and paying attention. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fucking I love it. Fascinated love over here. It. Keep it coming. The Ashlands. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. so. So see, that's what I was talking about. The McElroy Designs Communications. You weren't just an action sports brand. No, we started you started out. Yeah. Breaking but that's out. where you got your break because of your relationships within the surf. And yep. you obviously executed. You delivered. Yep. And then new doors opened up. Yeah, and the, brand, the global brand manager at Activision surfed. And so... Oh, he did surf. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Will Kasoy. And fuck, all of a sudden we're doing all their labels you know and then uh, xbox got word of they saw what was going on at activision they found out through maybe will or someone else and then we worked on xbox and then you know worked on that whole project and it was just you know everything just got bigger and bigger and, and your kids are like yeah can we get the new like latest release of the so <laughs> oh well there was a couple of gaming companies there's a lot of stories about <laughs> i always tell lar and lar gives me shit right it's like you know don't you like kind of respect people that surf well mm-hmm. that and you want to do business with people that surf well if they are the yeah. right person. Yeah. Like that's the next yeah. little extra extra thing that they have. Like you could be cool and you're gonna get like the same respect and like, hey, I like that guy, he's a professional, he's cool, but if you fucking rip at surfing <laughs> that adds a little it bit adds a little bingo. Right? Adds a little right. bit more to see the freaking see that Lar? Yeah. Because there's and that he respect. Says I'm prejudiced on that. That's why he has me on the show. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. you know what? There's there's just a, a, a higher cachet. Yeah. To and that's who what you are. With, that's what happened with the the Activision guy. Yeah. The Kasoy guy. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. You surf with them. You fucking it's surf just, good. And yeah. he said, you know what? I want him designing my album covers. <laughs> no, for sure. So, fuck you got you guys were running. We were, we're running hard. We're doing huge business. We had a full service agency. We did media buying. We 
strategies. We were doing every point of contact to customers. I mean, it was just thriving. Yeah. We were thriving and and um, and yeah, yeah. I, I was just looking at it, like media. You keep saying media buy, and I think people don't understand is like you Back get then. budget. You get budgets for for print. You know, yeah. or they give you a budget, and you're you're. You gotta you're trying to get dissect the it. Yeah, you're gonna have to dissect it. Like this campaign for this magazine is gonna cost us this, that, yeah. and yeah. you're trying to divert. You know, put it, out yeah. earlier. He was and what's your return on investment? Yeah. What? Where should we put your advertising that's gonna make the most impressions to buy our product? Yeah. So he, we had a we had analytics on you know back then it was pretty raw, but um. And that's you know is that is that circulation magazine like where they would tell you how many they print and oh yeah you know like well, we'd look at all the circ we'd look at you know the demographic of each magazine uh where billboards were placed where bus shelters were placed i mean we had like we we had it down That's we crazy. were we were pretty strong That's for a for yeah. a small youth marketing agency we had everyone that was hired was freaking gnarly yeah. so you, yeah. you were Mentioning earlier when you, you were talking about QSD, Quicksilver Denim, yep. Saltwater Denim, and then you're doing media buys and you, you brought up Rolling Stone. Yep. 50K a page. Yep. So who. And Quicksilver wanted that back page, right? Weren't they doing the back page or inside the back page? At yeah, we eventually got great pages, but in the beginning, you know, you're going against Polo and everyone else. Yeah. yeah. But they loved. I, I think our first buys were regional buys where we bought in like California and you can do that with the big mags like Sports Illustrated. You yeah. just buy wow. regional buys. So you can really dissect where you want to go to get the best bang for your buck. So did That's... you guys present that to Quicksilver? You like went, hey, yeah. we feel like you should yeah. Danny, probably... Danny's like, okay, this is your chance to freaking buy media for us go so me and the boys got together and we learned media immediately we had all the magazines come in we sat with them all we did our you know spreadsheets on on you know what was going to be the best bang for their dollar yeah and 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 build qsd as a brand and and it worked out really well. And the magazines loved us because, you know, we were fresh. We weren't like these, look at me, creative at shite day. And what, you know, we were freaking <laughs> surfers that yeah. were real. Yeah. You know, the and they loved that. Blowing up and yeah. you knew what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, the thing I would tell everyone is like, don't call me in between 1130 and 1. Yeah. I'm not in the office. I'm surfing. Yeah. And they're like, well, what if we need a meeting? I'm like, well, then you have to wait. Sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. we're freaking surfing. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That is call me awesome. At, call me at 105. Yeah. Because I'm going to surf. I'll probably go to hit Taco Bell or Minute King <laughs> up here on Placentia, and I'll be back in the office. <laughs> yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's setting the priority straight. You know, hiring, you know, obviously talented people that can, you know, obviously get along with and work and execute because you need a good team and then being able to like set a schedule to work, that you get to surf every day yeah fuck sign me up yeah it's funny <laughs> when you when you set those boundaries and guidelines and when people that are not privy or aware of that kind of stuff 
and then they understand it. Oh, he's a surfer. Yeah. But how he. And then they see the they see the stoke. Yeah. Yeah. He's a surfer, and he's telling me what how it goes. Yeah. And you know, like the that's like powerful. It is. You know. And they respected us even more. They're like, okay, yeah. Then then they're like, we want to be like you guys. Like I remember, we Bosch and Loma was our client. And this guy comes in from Boston. He's all fucking, and and we're sitting there, and and um, it was one of the lunches I did take, and and I'm like, you know, I would be surfing right now if you weren't here. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And he thought it was his shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm taking time out of my surfing to meet and have lunch with you guys, and I'm with you know our group, and then we started drinking, and he's like. Fuck! I want to come work for you. Like you guys are rad. I'm thinking, no, you're a Hondo, and there's no fucking way. Yeah. But you know what? We'll work with you yeah. because you have Ray Bans and great stuff. And yeah. And, <laughs> I, I mean, and again, people do that in other industries, or maybe golfs or outlet, or you know, maybe they do ten, you know, like. But it's not as like raw and authentic and passion. I don't know. Maybe it is. You know, people have those. Surfing and having that, like, I've set my life yeah. and schedule we work, around. We I'm going to surf before work because that's when it's passion. best. And then I'm going to take a lunch break because I need a, yeah. I need a break and that's what I'm going to go do. Yeah. And yeah. your best work was in the morning. Then you kind of taper. You go surf. You come back and you're like, yeah. yeah. Even if it was shitty. Yeah. After, after morning sis, after morning sickness, before blowout. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. The, but, exactly. But you guys were delivering. The productivity was there. Yeah. You know, you got happy. You know, like, and that's what is. You yeah. know, going back to that whole like scheduling and having like. You know, never miss a deadline. I mean, how many ni- nights you work late? You know, yeah, you know, all nighters. Yeah, I can't even like for sure. And that's yeah. And like when people go, fuck, well, why'd you retire? I'm like, you don't even know the fucking time I used to put in. Yeah. And we well, we're not talking about retirement we, yet. We had, <laughs> no, we, have, we haven't even talked about the whole Vulcan yeah. deal too. So, so, like, so McElroy Communications. Mm-hmm. Then what? Um. So. Uh, with McElroy, I in 1999 I had an opportunity to sell, yeah, and um, wow, to way Fuc- back then to Foucault and Belding, and um, in, it was just a great match. Foucault Belding is what a Fuc- big uh, Foucault Belding. They were the fifth largest agency in the world. They were doing five billion dollars. Holy in crap! Fuck yeah. off. So I mean, what, with, what? How did they find you? I I I put a, I put the word out to a couple OC agencies like because I wanted to work on national brands. Yeah, we were getting to the point where like, all right, we were working with Mattel and we were starting to like, Expand. I wanted I wanted like Gatorade and I wanted like woo wow. you, know, you know. So you were like looking for a partner, somebody to buy you a partner. Hey, yeah, you became the advertising agency that you thought you were going to work for. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Wow. And so, and so I met with a couple agencies and I'm like, no, you know, culture, whatever. And then I met with uh, Ron Best, the president of FCB, and he came to the office and this is when we were up on 16th Street here. Um, I've been to that office. Yeah. Michael Voorhees was next to me, photographer, and I was next to him. So we had, we worked together. It was great. We did a lot of fun. And, um. So Ron Bass comes in, and I'm like, do you want to 
go to the conference room, look at my book, my reel, what it, and he's like, no, I just want to walk around. Yeah. So, didn't tell anybody, just go in my office. So wait. And then people were knocking you, you on my door. threw the word out that you wanted to sell? No, just build an alliance. Right. I wanted to, to work be, with other. Yeah, big agencies. Like they can hire us as their Got it. Uh, youth marketing arm. Got it. And so, and then FCB calls up and they're like, we want to meet. Ron Best flies in from New York and um, he walks around my agency and everyone's like knocking my door. Like, Fuck, Tom, who's this guy walking around? And I'm like, ah, he's just this guy from Foot Corner Building. He wants to see our work, whatever. And so he comes in my office. I go, you want to see my book? My He's all, no. He goes, let's go to lunch. So we go to lunch and... And, sorry to interrupt again, <laughs> but you're, you're just having him come in to meet you and see what you do, not to buy you, but just so he might use you yeah. to help with other yeah because I knew they had projects. I knew they had like like brands that we can help out yeah just okay. get a younger demographic a demo this yeah. is your specialty niche sometimes yeah yeah they, yeah, they, they can use us yeah and then we're at lunch and we're sitting there and I'm like so Ron you know what questions do you have whatever and he goes um, we want to buy you. And I'm like, what? I go, I'm not for sale. <laughs> I just want to help. I want to help you. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'd make it worthwhile. And I'm like, I'm not interested. And we were humming. We were fucking yeah. the shit. We were. You're independent. Yeah. You know, making money. Everything was happy. We were surfing yeah. every day. I didn't want to ruin my gig. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mammoth was my client, so we were up there every weekend doing concert series. I mean, we had everything we loved covered. Dang. I was traveling the world doing photo shoots. It was just fucking the yeah. best. You were your own company, your own boss, your own everything. And I had the best people working. I mean, across the board, it was like every day you got to work, and it wasn't even, it wasn't work. Yeah. It yeah. was just you got to fuck around all day and when you were fucking around you were doing exactly what you should do is make great creative and make sure it gets out the door yeah so and we had the best team ever and he's like well i want to buy you and i'm like eh, no, no, no. and he's like well just sleep on it you so numbers or anything right then and there or like well he he alluded that it'll be more money than you would ever imagine and i'm wow. like i want it man yeah. Gosh. And so, how old are you? Uh, 1999. So I was 30. Fuck. 30. 30. Fuck. 30. 37. <laughs> About to win the lotto. <laughs> 37. And so we just went through the. If you want to shut the door, you can. Um, no. um, Do you want me to? No, it's up to you if you're getting cold. Um, so. We I'm went just excited. Yeah, we, I'm fucking yeah. Cold. <laughs> shut a little bit. Yeah, you have to lift up on the lever. Running island, or down, push Running down. Island, everything's locked down. Yeah, push down on that on that thing. This. Yeah. One more time. It's linked. This thing is dope. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so then the next meeting. Um, so wait, did you talk to your? Your staff. After yeah, I talked that. to I what? talked to Tim. And I'm like, dude, this can fuck. They're you know, 
and he's like, well, we gotta look at it, you know, and and did, I talked did, to everybody. Did you and, bring Tim as in, in as your partner too? Yeah, or, okay. yeah, yeah, and um, um, and so, and so, you know, I'm like, okay, this can be great for us. We can get to the next level. We can work on A, Y, and Z. We can help Footcone get Taco Bell back from Shy Day. We can do all this stuff. And da 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 da. And um, but it was super emotional for me because fuck, here I am giving the baby up, you know. And and you know, and the staff was kind of you know. And you didn't need it. Like that's the thing. You guys were humming. You're like, you know, yeah. Money was good. Money was good. Like I didn't have to worry about money. Everything was good. Um, And it was right before we started getting dividends from Volcom. So that was, you know. But it Don't was, even talk about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll circle <laughs> so, back on that. Yeah, yeah. So, this so, is '99. We got to backtrack. Yeah, so, so there was a window that was as big as a freaking billboard, and and you know what? We just said, okay, we'll do it, and you know the money was good, and and everybody that worked for me got fat checks that people were able to remodel their homes and like wow. college, and, like, and, and the get, whole thing was trip. it wasn't just for me or yeah. Tim. It was for everybody because everybody worked their asses off. Yeah. How and, many How many people did you have to think? Uh, we had like 35 full-time and then we had a group of freelancers. Wow. So we would range from 35 all the time to up to 45, 50, depending on clients. And we'd freelance a lot of people. Yeah. 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 But people a lot, made a lot of money on us because like our photographers, you ask any photographer that shot surf, snow, whatever... They're like, Premium. fuck yeah! When I bought, when I sold my shots to McRoy, I was paid on time and I got paid the most money. Nice. Because awesome. we didn't, we didn't grind anybody. Yeah. Because yeah. we know how hard it is yeah. to freaking go out there and sit in the elements and get those shots. Yeah. You know, photographers and videographers are so freaking gnarly. <laughs> so how yeah. long did it take for that? proposal after your lunch meeting with him probably six months wow and then they had to do do their due diligence so they brought in their accounting accounting forensics yeah that's what it was (laughs) arthur anderson i know this yeah (laughs) arthur anderson so they brought in two gals and a guy and um so they came in and ripped our books apart and everything and it's funny because um uh, one of our art director's dogs used to hang out there the dog came in and shit right in between two of the girls when they were doing the audit. The things you remember. And they ran, and they ran out of the office yelling. Ah! And so, there's this big old dump right in between them. Six months of thinking about that. Yeah, going back and forth. Yes, every, no, every yes, night, no. Every yes, night no. you're like, should I, shouldn't I? But I was more I was more concerned about the people that work for me because yeah. because when you sell, mergers happen, yeah. people get eliminated, yeah. and I didn't want that. Yeah. yeah. And eventually, sadly enough, that did happen. Yeah. yeah. Which fucking killed me. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That but sucked. did 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 you learn from your your Vans uh, meeting where you asked for ten, you should ask for twenty? Uh, no, I asked for money. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> he learned second time around. <laughs> Aim for the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of like, um, 
That was good, and then and then I, I signed <laughs> then I signed good a, with a bunch of zeros in between. <laughs> yeah, then I signed a three year deal to Doctor Pete to stay on. Oh, to stay on, okay. And um, so we built a beautiful agency building in um, in Irvine, where uh, De, uh, Dela Cruz, Greg Dela Cruz, shaped thirty surfboards. So we had this conference room Fuck. with thirty like three surfboards stacked. And there was 30 of them and a big giant surf table. Like the agency took on our persona yeah. to go after because they, they needed a shot in the arm. They needed, and we became, we were that like shot in the, the arm. surf agency or yeah. Yeah. sports. Yeah. And then, and then we became their science project because yeah. it was just, they, all the creatives at Footcone from New York to San Francisco they were so intimidated by us that it was fucked. So because wow. they weren't authentic, they didn't come. Their roots weren't in. You know, they did what you did. They went yeah, to college. They, they got hired by some big firm. They're just yeah. You know, well, they were the. They're a bunch of pussies. They weren't. Well, you were. You were. They're like, a bunch of fucking pussies. You were the new shiny toy that was like with sledgehammers with sledgehammers (laughs) and you were like you know the overachieving not thinking about it but you were overachieving yeah without trying yeah because we knew yeah we knew everything about we knew everything about kids we're authentic yeah Yeah. 100% genuine on everything we did it was like boom and then all of a sudden the creative director in New York I'd have to fly to New York to work with that group and all of a sudden, I'm get I get called up to the chairman's office, and he's like, "Fuck, Macroy, like you guys are rubbing people wrong, and whatever." And we're like, "You know what, dude? Your creatives are a bunch of pussies. They're afraid. They're they're homogenized. We're yeah. not. Yeah. You bought this us. Like, you bought like, us to freaking yeah. fuck shit up. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And they were like, "Oh, yeah." And then, and then we we um, we put the creative together for. To, to get back Taco Bell from yeah. Shite Day. And so we had our boards. Where our team was going in to present. The guy from Taco Bell I knew because he worked with me, you know, years ago. Well, Mac, we're so stoked. We're walking into the office and the crib director of Foucault Bell and say, hey, guys, we have it from here. Let's give me the boards. Will present. No why don't you guys go get? Way. Why don't you guys go get lunch? They want to take credit, wow. and we're like, no, 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 no. Uh, they're waiting for us, and I forget the guy's name. And he's like, go have lunch. And we're like, I look at my boys, and they looked at me, and they're like, fuck you. Like, oh, so emotional. Wow. Yeah, because they're yeah. freaking t- taking yeah. the rug right under you, like taking yeah. credit and for everything. We you worked guys so did. fucking hard. For this creative, you got it to the so fucking, you, you got to the finish campaign. line. Yeah, don't, yeah, finish and, line. No, no, we got it. We're yeah, gonna, we're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. Let our driver drive it hey. in. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. The fucking movie. This is yeah. it right here. Yeah. You see that? No. Holy shit! This is it. Yeah. So, so, so we went wait. to, so we went to lunch and got fucking hammered, Take and went back to the agency and we didn't talk to anybody. Got our shit and left. And at that point, I said, you know what? My days are numbered here. Yeah. Did they get the job? Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Off of our creative. And what was it? Do you remember the campaign? I, I, yeah, I, I, I block it out. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks. That does suck. But it's like, yeah, you get they, to the finish line, so you want did, to be the presenter, and then they're did, like, no, uh, we're going to have other people present your work. Did they buy it McElroy Communication? Uh, McElroy FCB. FTB. Yeah. McElroy, but... 
for Conan Bellwing. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So this is 1999 ish. No, this was 2001. Yeah. But you started that process a little early. You worked for them for. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, you know, we're like, oh, you guys work for Mattel. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you rebrand Barbie? Why don't you, like, all of a sudden they're giving us, like, this shit work. And, you know, my boys are just like, fuck. Yeah. Really? Oh. You sold out? To do this? This is not fun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. Tim and I were fucking just We want to go to concerts. We want to go snowboarding. We want to go to the beach. Is this too unfair to ask? Did you become millionaires? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's unfair to ask. <laughs> no. That's um, crazy. That's congrats. awesome. Yeah. But, but it is but hard. But then it, it, it turned on you because... It turned. They, these... The, the people that were there before you at the other at Foot Cone and Bell, they were jealous and they didn't want you to be successful. Well, just like yeah, it, they it, they didn't want the new kids on the block that to take had all the credit swagger. for what you guys were hired to do. Yeah, is give them. They were so insecure. Yeah, exactly. Working with insecure people sucks. is the fucking worst thing you can ever yeah. do. And it sucks that they have the name and the resources and the money to fuck you over ten times over. Yeah. You know, like because. They can't. So, they can't. so they can't. and they and they and they and, that's what they did. and they were trying to do what we became was the science project. So yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, Kmart, blah 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 blah." Oh, uh, then microwave would present how to get kids to go to the food court, and I'm like, "Okay, well, fucking line Dickies here, bum bum bum." When they're walking in, and like, I mean, our, we were just on. Yeah. And they're like, whatever. Oh. And they're like, "Oh, okay, you guys can leave now." I'm going. Boom! Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. That's crazy. Don't fucking disrespect us because we are part of this program. Yeah. And if we're not, we're out. If you, so if how you do, long? I lasted you... two years. And then um, I hired an extremely good lawyer who specialized in these situations. So I left with full earnout, full medical for one year, salary, everything. So, yeah. and, and my crew was able to, you know, have a parachute out too. That's killer. Were, if you didn't take that deal with them and you were trying to, were you going to try to expand anyways in, in anything Yeah, we would have like, done, we, we, we done it your way and it would have been chipped away slower. slowly. Yeah, yeah, it would have been slower. So, but, learning lesson, you know. Yeah. So, I, like another, some, another MBA. But, 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 I mean, I... I I hear from people if if somebody's gonna buy you know is interested in buying you then like if the price is right like is it like worth doing you know yeah. like buy. be careful what you ask for yeah yeah, yeah. or you be careful yeah. for what but, you wish you know for. and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't sometimes it doesn't yeah and, and they, in and this case you know you said it you earned another MBA mm. you didn't pay you paid for it in a different way yeah you earned yeah. You became a millionaire, yeah. which was a payout. Yep. But you lost your baby. I lost my baby, and I felt like I hurt my staff, which, which is, hurt me the most. Yeah. Because that was they were the reason why we got to where we were was because of the people yeah. that was yeah. on our team. We were a family. Yeah. I mean, it was gnarly. See, that's that's the great American dream, right? From when I look at somebody that creates a business not just for himself but for 
other families and other mm-hmm. livelihoods. For sure. That's fucking amazing. And yeah. that is a, an American dream. And then there's other, there's another side to that too. It's like, okay, you, you didn't set out to sell your company. No. Which is, is awesome, but you did, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's awesome too, because you got paid really well for mm-hmm. your hard work and yeah. your staff did too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But then that amazing company that you have is gone. Gone. Which is a bummer. Yeah, I wanted and, my kids to work there. Yeah, I mean, I was like, the legacy. The legacy. And, and that's the thing it's about so... us, right? Like we work for brands. We don't own these brands, but we put our heart and soul in it. And yep. someday... Get a big... Something. Fat. Fat. So, hey, we're good. We're so we're killing good. it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you just it's a it's a bummer because they set out as hardcore, endemic, mm-hmm. you know, small brand that's doing killer things and they can't become bigger and bigger and bigger and then the strategy changes. And that's, changes. You know? that's nature of the business. That's, that's nature of the yeah, business. It's an evolution. It's evolution. It's just what, what yeah. happens. Yeah. Either You don't want to be stagnant. No. Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, we screwed up and we went bankrupt and we tried That's to why we have this podcast, yeah. bro. It's all... <laughs> it's, you know, it's yeah. timing and it's just, if you... Timing. If you kick ass at what you do... Mm-hmm. Opportunities are hey, gonna you wouldn't present themselves. They yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said large boat, large, <laughs> large yacht, large boat. Um, so, but that I mean, so you know, now we want to get into like backtrack to the backtrack. So yeah. this is like 2002. So you started your agency right when in 1989. Yeah, and so Quicksilver was my biggest client going into 1990 working with Rich and, and, and Danny. And so uh, Rich was, there was like a recession in, oh, in yeah. the 90s. Big time. 91? Yeah. yeah. 90 going in 91. And, um, you know, fucking quick hired somebody that wasn't from the sea to run it. Yeah. And it was wobbling. We weren't allowed to surf at lunch and everything. I'm looking at Danny and Rich like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, this is not Dude, right. That's not right. So, you know, Pirate Surf was going off of Belliger and, and Yoke. And, and we were looking, you know, like, fuck, that's so good. So they were doing surf skate snow. They yeah. were just like, didn't care about what their clothes were like, but it was badass. They're two of the best creative people I've ever known. And so... Um, we were just talking. We we're like, "Fuck, let's start a surf skate snow company." And at the time, Rich was not too stoked at Volcom, and he had opportunity. Not quick. Yeah, he was at Quick with Danny, and um, you know he's educated Pepper, uh, SDSU Pepperdine, Pepperdine and uh, he wanted to branch out and do. Something. He wanted to branch out and do something, and he and he had an opportunity to do a Sunkiss commercial, so that was going to pay like ten grand, and that was going to get him over the hump to like. And then we started doing a, uh, talking about doing a brand, and that's kind of how Vulcan evolved, and and we got together, and it's like okay, they can throw in money, and I'll throw in 
I'll design the logo and run all the marketing through McElroy. Yeah. And um, that would be like my, my sweat equity. Yeah, you're, you're offsetting that expense. You're yeah. like taking a paycheck. You're like, hey, I'll just take equity and do it so, out, of, exactly. out of my agency. Exactly. So exactly. not very many people know that a lot of people know that Tom McElroy was part of Volcom, mm-hmm. like designing the logo. But other than that, they, they, you're a founder in the brand. Yeah, I, I had to stay silent. Yeah. Because every client I had was a Quick competitor. Center. Yeah. Yeah. It was a conflict. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. And Danny had to stay. You had a, And Danny a, a had to stay 100% quiet because he's the fucking marketing director at Quicksilver. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so who were the first people involved? So, Willie? Rich, Woolley, myself, Tucker Hall who became Sells, he was Sells, so he was the ambassador. Yeah. Him and Rich were the freaking frontman. face and frontmen and Sells and operations and everything. Renee Wolcott, Rich's dad, came in with money and helped out Rich and, and to make us so we're able to afford to go forward. But yeah. in the beginning, you so, know. So did Wooly come up with the initial idea? Uh, it was probably Rich. I, I, I go back, it was just all blur. You yeah. know, because it, we were so intertwined with everything we did, yeah. like, yeah, I can, I can, but, on, I but can. Rich on, said, "Hey, Tom, let's start a brand. Let's do this. Yeah, you're gonna be this guy. Yep. You, you can keep silent, but you just run all the stuff through through right That's your video that, that that you sent today. You came up with the business plan. Well, that was the business plan for the first board meeting we had, and Rich oh. actually put that together. Okay. Yeah." But a lot of the graphics in there were T-shirt designs and stuff I did, yeah, including the logo. Yeah. So that was like you know, it, it was so funny. We were, we were so afraid because Renee was involved, and and Rich's dad is one of the smartest men I know. Speaks seven or eight languages. He was top guy in Wall Street within the '70s, worth a lot of money, and he is extremely intelligent. So we're in this board meeting and I'm like, okay, we got the godfather who is super smart, who's been through so many things and then us and we're trying to build stuff and, and, you know, we did, we, we did everything that you're not supposed to do. Like, As we're like, does. oh, we've been around clothing. Let's make board shorts. We would put like full leather in the freaking oh, yeah. band where one time rip off. Kids loved it. I could get another pair. Yeah, we had like faux, like leather and shit all over. I mean, it was, back then everything was baggy that, and so crazy. Yeah, yeah. So but that was a trend back then. Yeah. But yeah, you guys were cutting edge as far as just like putting a spin on everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if Who people came are going up this with way. The name Volcom. So, so originally it was called Stone Boardware, and we couldn't aff- afford a lawyer, so I'd go to UCI and go into the basement and they had all the trademark books. So we had names and we'd I'd look up names. And there was no stone boardware in the clothing, you know, there was nothing yeah. with trunks in or in that category. And so we're like stone boardware. So I do our first ad in Beach Happy and we're like, woo, you know, we're crushing it. And all of a sudden we get a cease and desist from Stone Jeans out of LA saying you need to change your name. We have this trademark. So in no be- way. So in between and back then there was no internet. 
So people, like, kids ask me, well, why didn't you just Google the name? I'm like, because fucking there was no internet. <laughs> yeah. There was no Google. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah, so I had rented, you know, I was, like, running back. to the library. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going at UCI because they had the best trademark books. And um, and hilarious. then... Um, and then with the name, it was just basically uh, Rich's nickname was was Malcolm, uh, Danny's Malcolm a lot. There was Malcolm McLaren who started Sex Pistols, Malcolm X. I mean Malcolm from Wall Street, the movie. It was just like, and then volume, velocity, v, v, words that start with V, and they just put two words together, and that's. Yeah. And we're like, there's no season desist going to happen with this because no, yeah. Yeah, this is a made up name. Yeah. And so then, for, for the purpose of the show, you came up with the name. <laughs> I know it was a collective. It was a collective. No, for the, for a the lot purpose of, of the show, it's a lot of these a and a lot of Ashland. Of, yeah. Yeah. A lot of Ashland. A lot of. A lot of but that, I mean, that, again, I mean that, this this guy being you know genuine and true to you know like being true true to like what really happened is like you're not you know like yeah you guys were just. All together, throwing We're, names and putting and together. That's how it was every everybody night. collaborated, that's and so amazing. you're not taking yeah. all the credit. And fuck you know, no, everybody it was a collective. It, it was like, I mean, and everybody wanted to be a part of it, including Kelly Slater. He was freaking yeah. in the very beginning wearing, you know, he's wearing Volcom shirts, and everyone's like going to Danny. Fucking Slater's wearing Volcom shirts, and Danny's like, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> That little son of a bitch. I'll call him and tell him not to wear that. I wrote for, I wrote for Quicksilver, and I knew, you know, Richard left, and Troy was on Quicksilver as a like pro, you yeah. know, like or yeah. aspiring pro. Like we're all young, and then he was went with Wooly, and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" Volcom. I saw stickers, and you know, and then I saw them at the outside of ASR in a U-Haul and the U-Haul and throwing out like T-shirts and stickers, like you know, had a freaking mega or a speaker PA, PA system <laughs> and they were just rocking out in the back of your hall I'm like, i want to fucking hang out with you guys this is awesome oh yeah and oh, yeah. i remember from early man those guys were it could no money no money and and, so good, and asr was afraid of Volcomet because of the energy it was just like whoa and they, they were like <laughs> just starting <laughs> and, and so you were silent i had to be totally silent but you you helped develop the business plan yeah, yeah, I tip out the marketing. Yeah, the I marketing. like all the visuals. Yeah. So, so we had all worked together, and the vision and all the visuals would come through my company. Yeah. I'd pay for, you know, the color separations, the printing, the so youth against ad. establishment came out of. Uh, that was that was probably, uh, I think that was Rich and Troy at the time, and and Tucker. And um, I think it was nineties. Maybe Matt Patterson and involved. And, Matt Patterson yeah. involved, and yeah. and um, and uh, yeah, that was like an uproar because everyone was so though. fucking afraid of it. Yeah. And, and Rich had to write a, a letter that was in Beach Abbey, just saying, "Hey, it's not Remember about that? going against the government or whatever. It's just." Think, think outside of the box. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't be a follower. Be, be your own. Yeah, be, be your own. Be, per yeah. be your own person. Yeah, because yeah. like moms were calling Rich, going, "What are you doing?" Yeah, because our demographic, we're trying to hit like eight to twelve. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, 
<laughs> we wanted Punker Pat. Punker Pat was right there. Yeah. You know, he was our biggest ambassador, writer, and, you know. Super Grom. Super Grom. He yeah. was the freaking super grown. Yeah. He still is. You yeah. know, he, he still is. How are you pulling that off, Punker? You better get on the show and tell us how you're pulling that off. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and everybody wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And um, it was and, just great. I mean, again, we always talk about timing and, you know, obviously executing on the trends and what's going on and, and that like punk rock, like grungy era. And yeah. it was a little raw. And again, yeah. super unconventional. Yeah, you know? yeah, because we we couldn't afford color, <laughs> and I go back to all the all the punk rock. Um, hey, Rich, if we adopted just black and white, we could save a lot of money, a lot of money. <laughs> and it goes back to the all the punk flyers for all the shows. Yeah, that I you know I started going to punk shows when I was fifteen, and I've seen every punk band imaginable all over yeah. everywhere, and you know those made a big impact, and it was all cut and paste. And that's all we can afford. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so. Yeah. Hey, we're parked and tied up, bro. So, awesome. you, you as, as you, as they came up with the brand and, and it started going and all along, well, tell us, like. I'll tell you about the, the, the logo. I, that's what, yeah, so, what are you talking about? So, that's like, jump. so it was stone, it was stone boardwork. And so, um, I do a lot of research when I do a logo. I mean, I just go to weird places. And uh, and I'd have my brother Joe go to Huntington Library and look up books on certain subjects. And I'd go through books, just research, research. And then, and this is really before, the scanners just started like becoming big. And I was going books, geology books and mythology books and Greek, you know, just everything. And trying to find some images. So I had a bunch of stuff sketched out. And then this, I had this little pamphlet that was this thin. It was all in black and white. And it was probably done in the 40s. And so I opened it up and I went to this one chapter and it says, the diamond, the most precious stone. And I'm like, and I opened it up and there was a diamond cut in half. And that soul of the diamond just jumped out at me. So. I penciled it, and back then I did everything positive, negative. Even my logo for the company was positive, negative, black and white. And uh, so originally it was flat on top, just like you have in a ring, a woman's ring. Flat on top, and it was squatty. And it was positive, negative, and it was just all weird. And and so I remember scanning it in and stretching it out in freehand, not illustrator, freehand. And all of a sudden, it started getting sexy. It started looking killer. So it kind of reconfigured the elements inside. And I remember it was sitting on my desk. And I don't know if it was Danny or... Because Danny would always come into my office. Everyone came to my office because... They got work at their office. <laughs> because they wanted to get the fuck out of their offices. Yeah. So they came to ours because we always had beers and people were... It was Batman. Yeah. <laughs> come into my office. Got a beer. And... Um, and it was kind of switched upside down where it was flat on the bottom and pointed at the top. And yeah. all of a sudden, it just like, boom. Fits right on the fit, nose. And it looks like a flame. It like it hit stone border with the flame. I mean, it was like, it had so many things. And then just compacted and compacted it more and more and made it sharp at the top and 
got all the lines to be perfect and then that became the Vulcan stone. So the Vulcan stone is the soul of a diamond, the most precious stone. Awesome. You heard it here first? Yeah. <laughs> right here? I'm talking late night. One of the most I mean, there's there's iconic logos that will stand the test of time. Right? Yeah. Names and logos. The lightning bolt. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's huge for surfing. So I, I've got it tattooed on my fucking hand. <laughs> um, Self-inflicted. And, and mountain and wave. Yeah. I mean, Quicksilver, mountain wave. Yeah. Billabong's logo is not that strong, honestly. But it's memorable. It's it's memorable. Yeah. But what what do you call it? You know, you don't, the Billabong what? Logo? Yeah. What you is, know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't really have a... A ring. <laughs> it doesn't have a ring. It doesn't have a name. Yeah. But the Volcom Stone is probably the most tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen a lot of them. Brand logo ever tattooed, right? Yeah. That's funny you bring that up because, yeah, fucking I've people seen. are so, like, down on it. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I've I mean, seen it all over the world. All over the world. Even chicks, like, fucking yeah. big on their back. I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? What the hell were you crazy? <laughs> crazy people. Look what you Lenny, what were you thinking with the lightning bolt? Jerry Lopez, bro. I love it. But, I mean, yeah, bro, the Volcom Stone. Like, and they, and they accepted, they knew too, like Danny, Rich, everybody was like, dude, that's it. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, yeah. Not even a question. Not even a question. They it was like, like yeah. that's it. Falcon's the name. We're going forward. We're going to market the shit out of it. We're going to build great clothes. Learn to build great clothes. And we're, it's going to be a fucking Because the sh- clothes were pretty shitty for a while. Oh, it was shitty. <laughs> they <laughs> fall apart. Yeah. I mean, we... It was. You should have seen our first snowboard shit. Yeah. Oh my god. We I don't know how so many much. returns at Hunting Service Board. Like, oh, button fell off. Like, fucking like pocket ripped out. Like, yeah, and kids loved finally, it because let's go get more. When, when, when Vulcan finally started getting the the basics right. Yeah. yeah. The freaking chino. Remember yeah. the ergo. Yeah. Ergo. Um, the cargo short. Well, the cargo short, but the ergo denim. Yeah. And all of a sudden. And where they place the logo? Yeah, like in the fucking right crotch. Yeah, yeah right in the inside knee. And the logo sheets to be right here on the tees. Yeah, Th- those little things that that made Volcom just understated stand out. Yeah, yeah, just the offset and like and the the phenomenal team that they put together well, that was in it. all the different yeah. disciplines I mean, of action sports. You're yeah. just like, holy shit. They, Every team rider had a freaking gnarly deal, too. Yeah. It yeah. was like they had a presence. Everybody, they had the best of the best. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, when you, when you think about the, 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 the humble beginnings of it, right? Like, you, you had... Rich's, out of Rich's bedroom. Yeah. He had cinder blocks and a table. And that was his desk. And he had that even when he moved into the Quicksilver building. That's so bitching. That's so crazy, too. How, 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 but he, but nobody talks to you. Okay. So you're private partner because you got your own agency going. Rich left a cushy job at Quicksilver just to like start Start something like that's big risk. Big balls, big Big balls. balls. Yeah. You know, and out of every CEO that I met throughout any of the companies, 
Rich was the number one. He was the most dedicated, smartest, tact. He had the tact, he had the intelligence, he had the strategy, he had everything. He surrounded himself with the best people yeah. and just rocked it. Yeah. And he just stayed true to his deal. True to this. True to this. True to this. No. That was after you. That was that. Yeah, that was yeah. where but it just made sense that yeah. it out. So, yeah. he's treated the, to to this. Yeah, it's it's incredible to to see that accomplishment and and how you know, Wol- it's the show's not about Wolcott. No, but it's a, it's a <laughs> success of a, a collective. He's the, incredible. The, his yeah. dad. Yeah, you know, and, and Renee was always there as the mentor to to help make the big decisions. Yeah. And quack and the yeah. smart decisions that would be like oh. have to have those teachers in your oh, life yeah. to create, you know, to be able to like glean off of yeah. and go and then have you fucking there too. Yeah. It was it was pretty good. R- I remember R- R- being R- at a board meeting and we were doing like I don't know like three million or something or and Dan and we have special board meetings and Danny was in the special one. And um, and Danny's like, we're gonna be fucking fifty million in two years, and we're like three I'm, to fifty. And I'm and I'm going, I'm going <laughs> ambitious. We're just trying to get fucking posters out. We're just, trying, <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking. I gotta place these I'm guys. The, the mechanics of it. I'm just like, and I'm thinking about what Rich and we're like, yeah, right, yeah. Lo and behold. Fucking fifty million, like within almost three. I mean, it was just like fucking ramped up, got the bright people in production, and it just all worked out. And and Danny was always the visionary. He always knew. It's like he had this crystal ball, and he still does. And like when I talk to him about certain things, it's just like, fuck, he has this talent of just like, like being the freaking. Yoda, you know, yeah. just like <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, yeah. It's crazy how you know we're not college educated, mm-hmm. but there's people that are highly successful that don't, yeah, you know, aren't college yeah. educated. Yeah. And it's neat to see that, you know, yeah. it gives us hope. Yeah, well, Danny's <laughs> prime example. Yeah. But, but he modeled. He he learned at Quicksilver. Yeah. Because he was exposed to so many good people. Yeah. yeah. Like from across the world, and he learned. Yeah. And I respected him because he. I saw him grow over the years as as a businessman, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. Well, you, you, know, he, you know, he's thrown in it, and he's you know, observing, yep. and he's like, "Well, this is happening because of this." particular person and you're seeing yeah. overseeing all those different facets of what makes a company great marketing design athletes this that he he was right there the whole time the yeah. whole time and just sucking it in yeah yeah like you said yeah. taking the blueprints yeah he was he he modeled himself he yeah. just yeah fucking great story yeah, yeah. we're not done so, yet yeah. so, <laughs> so welcome so yeah, you're so, behind the scenes the whole fucking time. And, uh, yeah, and it was it it was like there was a couple times when I was actually gonna let like my brother run my agency and I was gonna go work at Volcom. Decided that wasn't the right thing to do at that right time, and 
there was all these times where I was going to come in, but I always sat on the board and, and, you know, coached and did everything. And um, Vulcan was always in my building or across the street. So it was just like this thing that we had going. And, um, and over time, you know, McRoy went like this and then Vulcan was going like this. And then, then it was just solely, I was just on the board and, and bringing the intelligence that I was learning from my clients and everything else into the fold. And at one point, um, we, I went over to Europe because I was going to take over Volcom Europe. And I got over there and I just saw how difficult business is to do business in France. Yeah. It's fucking back ass backwards. And I'm just like, my kids, I brought the kids, looked at schools, and the kids were like, <laughs> what was backwards? They they were heavily focused on like flagship stores and like niche like no, fashion. More, more the mechanics. Mechanics. Like to do business in in France. Like if I wanted to fire you, you get a year. Sev- you have a whole year uh, until all you're of gone. That the taxing. The I mean, it was just they make it really hard for anyone to do business. Yeah. And I just didn't want to have to do that, you know. So were you like almost set to do it? Oh, for sure. I was going over and like I got over there and all the guys running Billabong and everyone else was like, fuck it, Matt, right? Come on. Like, like, they're like, come on, come on, come on. And and then I'm like thinking, why do they want me to come over? So because they needed more Americans American to come thought. over. They, they needed the, 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 yeah. the collective yeah. group of yeah. They wanted more of them to make their lives better. You know, yeah. you know, because they. I was picking up on you know, if you're Australian, a lot of South Africans. I, I met with yeah. everyone. Went to so many come join our misery. Yeah, misery <laughs> with us. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, ah, and. And I came home and they're in, in, you know, Britt and Renee and they were like, We're, I, we want your report. And I was having such a hard time writing the report about my trip. And you didn't want to bum them out, but you wanted to be honest. Like, dude, that's yeah, this I, is... Because I didn't, I, I felt that we... When, when was this? Was this after you sold? Uh, no. Mm, um, I think it was in 98. Okay. So before you sold... Before I sold. Yeah. Yeah. You were thinking about leaving. Leaving, going to do that, yeah. and then, no. It's a good thing you tip, dipped your toe in the water. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are like fucking, so we're, yeah, I, I don't want butter on my fucking sandwich, all right? So, <laughs> Here's a salami sandwich with butter. Done. So They're the, like, no. So, we'll eat the mussels, but no butter on sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> the croissant. The croissant. Yeah. Where's my coffee? What do you mean? That's, like, what is that? Teacup. Um, so we we all know Palms from Quicksilver. <laughs> Richard was a big fan of Tabaro. Going back to surf a little bit because we mm-hmm. got to break up this, you know, business, business, business. Were you, you weren't a part of Volcom on the forefront, but were you going on any of the annual like Volcom Tavi trips? Like, uh, well, I went on the first trip with Rich to do in black and white. Yeah. Oh, you on that trip? Yeah. Bastard. Yeah, and so and that uh, way the waves were pumping. Oh, it was fucking huge, <laughs> and um, yeah, surfed rest, and, and it, that's when it was six berets with sun showers in the back. Yeah, and you know it was Kelly, Chava, uh, Reynos, uh, Booth, 
the uh, Giddings was there too. David Giddings. Um, God, who else? John Robertson or Rob Roberson? Uh, probably. But the, I went there because um, I was doing all the creative for the poster and for the black and white. Yeah. So if you, you did black and white too. Yeah. So if you look at that poster and everything, yeah, it's a film reel. You look at right? look at it again, and you'll see my whole black and positive negative yeah. deal. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. and on black the, and white, and on the spine. <laughs> yeah, and on the spine, you know, I could think, I got to put my logo, Macroy Designs, on it. And uh, oh but yeah, I was on that trip. It was fucking phenomenal. Surfed restaurants like solid four six feet, and just I surfed. One session, five hours, and I was so ruined I can barely surf the next day. Because um, uh, Chava and the boy, like Chava, Boothy, Rich, Giddings. Cloudbreak. They went to Cloudbreak. Yeah. Kelly, myself, uh, and a couple other guys, we surfed restaurants. And, and the reason why is because um, I forget his name, who originally owned the island, or Tabro, he goes, don't go to Cloud Break, because, um, 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 what's it called? Restaurants. Restaurant. He goes, restaurants is going to be A plus in about 45 minutes. And I'm like, all right, 45 minutes. It was completely flawless. Wow. I mean, you're talking... Not one bad section. It was completely flawless. And those guys went off the cloud break and scored great footage and whatever. And then we had a guy shooting at, at and that's where Kelly, you watch that way. It, yeah. Restaurants was absolutely flawless. And I couldn't get out of the water. I served for five hours and fucking. So T-Mac was there with. Oh, the goat. Heard, yeah. <laughs> wow. And I, oh, yeah. And I heard nobody really surfed restaurants like that ever before no it was the best restaurants like like not just best but like the way kelly was oh floaters and, 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 and it was just and like cracking the lips and, and, and it was two feet deep yeah two you feet two and one other person or what uh the oh god i forget his name the owner um not john, john roseman no no this was before him mm. the two original guys yeah um australian dudes no they were from hawaii okay i think they were from maui god i forget their name they were so rad the first thing we they sat us down, they're like, don't worry about the reef, it's benign. And we're like, and then you paddle out at restaurants, you're like, yeah, right. That The fan coral, that's not benign. Cloud break, you can bounce and not get that hurt. But restaurants, you bounce, you get sliced. You're flayed. Yeah, but Kelly was just doing these turns and barrels and floaters and like, everyone was just blown away. It was just, it was poetry. He's a freak. He was free. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, we we all saw each other freaking getting barrels and and those guys what were a fucking gnarly trip to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> I would. I would like have you like I, fifteen feet cloud break and they're Yeah. Psyching. <laughs> I'm hey. like yeah. yeah, nothing. I was so blown away. They're like, I, I saw Giddings come out of a barrel and it's like raccoon eyes. I'm like, and I, they're like, yeah. like oh, that's that's right after Vulcan was uh, right before Vulcan was formed. Right? Yeah, right before, right before. 
<laughs> the, the the reef at restaurants, it's fucking Nemo land. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. Yeah. Like you go under and there's every color so and every beautiful. fish and like it's oh, crazy. Gorgeous. gorgeous. So, yeah, so, so yeah, so that that was a little backtrack, but um yeah, um so over the years Vulcan got big and got to the point where um uh I left Foot Cone uh, went and worked at at Vulcan for the first time for about a year. I, I wanted to retire after Macro. I was like so crisp. Yeah. And Rich and I got together, and Rich is like, "Hey, come in. We can need you know some some whatever." And went for a year, and I'm like, "Fuck!" And I just need a break, time out. Tom needs to just decompress because I never had that decompression time. Go go go. And so yeah. then I'm like, okay, I'm retiring and at that point Volcom you know was paying good dividends yeah. like solid dividends and I'm like well I just don't need to work again and and still sitting on the board and then I get a call from Doug Collier going hey dude we're going public and I'm like oh whoa well what does that mean like what does that mean to you know my shares and whatever and he's and he like was CFO he's CFO and, and that's a good friend of yours prior to yeah, him prior. going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug and I were best friends yeah. and, um, when at Orange Coast College. Yeah. And uh, and then throughout San Diego State, too, we went th- we've been through a lot and still go through a lot. He's a great guy. He lives here in San Diego. I mean, in uh, Newport Beach. And, uh, and I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, this is how many shares you're going to have. And yeah. I'm like... How did that come about, like, when you are forming the company with with the crew like did at what point did you guys know what shares you had then well it was 25 25 25 so it was rich danny myself and renee okay we are all equal quarter and then, partners yeah and then and it started getting as you brought in yeah. people and yeah we needed a couple capital calls and i couldn't like raise the money yeah so i was diluted yeah and then we all got diluted by giving stock options and whatever yeah. and so um and so when we went public, I was the third largest shareholder. Yeah. And uh, damn. At, actually, want... actually fourth largest. Well, let me. Well, let me damn. Go. Because Rich, because Rich. Renee, so we have Malcolm Trust. Yep. And we have. That's the Wolcott. Then we have no. No, that's. Then we have Danny. the Wolcott. Wolcott, and then we have Renee. Yeah, so those are, those are three, those and are the then three. I, was, I was the fourth. And then you're the fourth. Yeah. Wait, Malcolm. No, Malcolm was Danny. Okay. Yeah. Malcolm so he was the, 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 the most... Another silent... Yeah. He couldn't quit. No, him, Rich, and Renee are, are equal. Yeah, because they were able to raise, raise all the capital at the same time where I couldn't. So so there was the Malcolm guys, and there was those three. Danny. No. Danny, Danny Richard, and Rich, Renee. And, Renee. Yeah, and then three. I was the fourth. Okay. Because I was deluded because I, I couldn't... Nut up like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking egg. But, you know, we still never knew how big this thing was going to be and then you know and then not you know you put this number of shares like when I did you guys go public 2000 2005 five and when i saw and so the funny thing is so, and so i retired it's like i'm done freaking i after the public or before uh, um, after i left Volcom, i'm like i'm done i'm not gonna do shit i'm gonna hide in a corner and i'm not gonna talk to anybody i'm just gonna surf twice a day 
That's all I wanted to do is surf twice a day and put 40 days in on the hill. That's it. Boom. Yeah. And then I'm out surfing some way and I see Garth. And Garth's like, <laughs> McElroy, Peabot, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, fucking hiding. Done. And he's like, hey, um, we do like some part-time work for O'Neill, like help us rebrand. I'm like, no, no, oh no, 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 gosh. no. And then all of a sudden it was like chipping away, chipping away. And he, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I called Rich and I go, hey dude, would you mind if I, you know, and at that time O'Neill was skewing super old. I, what, yeah. what, what year was that? That was 2003 and a half. So about four. Vulcan. One public. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, motherfucker. So that was my this motherfucker that, right here. That was my <laughs> that was my second job ever. I've had two jobs, Vision and O'Neill. And, and in between was fuck all. So um so so guards are like, dude, just come in and I, Rich was cool with it because it, and they're like we wanna be rebranded for you know, more youth oriented we want the look different yeah. you know and and i'm like okay cool yeah. okay i'll do it uh, rich is cool with it you know whatever so i go in and it's kelly gibson who i surfed against you know back in the day, yeah, back in the day. and yeah. we had kind of like this little run-in and he wanted to fight and whatever and he no there. way yeah Back in the day? Back in the day. That's awesome. Well, he doesn't remember. I do. <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, He's like, hey, I did that every it, day. It was at Black's, and he had the heat, wind, and wave, and I freaking pedaled up and faded him a little bit and, and made him not get the best position on the wave. Like, everyone would fucking do it. It was yeah. a tactic. It's a contest. It's a tactic. Yeah, I, I do that. And Ian said that was the best fucking thing I've ever seen, and I'm like, you taught it, so don't worry about it. And so, so Kelly, Kelly too, yeah, he got pissed. And then, so I meet with Kelly for the first time since then after, you know, and I go, Kelly, do you remember? And he's like, I don't even remember. I'm like, okay, we're cool. We're cool. So they hired me to, <laughs> they hired me to rebrand O'Neill and it was supposed to be for six weeks. I mean, six months part time. And once I dug into it, it was full time and you know it was it was a great gig yeah you know it was O'Neill oh, is such great, a great great for 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 money or just for you to get back on the horse and be inspired again yeah because because I loved rebranding brands yeah, yeah. that was like my forte I love that I love bringing yeah. companies together like the, the sales wasn't talking to to design i mean it was just fragmented and nobody knew what their mission statement was and yeah you know, i interviewed like 20 people and i did like i'm like okay yeah so i put a so whole you're, you're like doing more than design yeah at this marketing. time this time was a hundred percent brand strategy because wow, i please. because once i got more out of creative i got more into strategy and that was exciting to me like Wait, putting you were you were just there to you were hired to rebrand the company. Rebrand the company. But you reworked it. Yeah, I yeah, but they had really good designers in house, and I loved that. So it wasn't like we had to go hire outside. Their in house graphic design was amazing, and so I'm like, oh, this is cool. They have great designers. So they just need some strategy and and some some brand messaging messaging building and 
and the company needs to come together. Yeah. And so it took about six months of that whole process. And um, I'm like, okay, Kelly, here it is, present it. And Kelly's like, no, you're presenting it. And I'm like, all right. So I presented the whole brand strategy and, and, and at that point I'm like, fucking, I think I'm going to be working here longer. So, um, so I worked there for another year and then they're like, we become our marketing director, senior vice president of marketing. I'm like, and I'm like, fuck, but I really love being over here with the creatives and not so much in marketing. And Kelly's like, dude, you know, you know, the money. And I'm like, ah, okay, I'll do it. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like freaking, you know, doing but they spreadsheets. Got a, they had a great crew and you're great you're, crew. You're, yeah. yeah. Like Garth, you're, yeah, you're Garth in. Garth just, and the, the crew was amazing. Yeah. They had great. And you're and, like money and this, this is not so bad. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, it was perfect. Six months turned into what? It was six months turned into the day we went public. So I worked until we went public. 2003 to, to 2005. 2000, okay. And then the a couple of days before we went public, like people were coming in with a prospectus, probably what you have, and they went, "Dude, why are you working?" Like, and I'm like, "I love it here. It's gonna be cool and whatever." And Kelly's like, "Dude, you're out of here." Yeah. Everybody, Steve Ward, you're out of here. Like Rick Petrie, you're gone. You know, everyone's like, Garth is like, ah, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, I love the brand and I'm going to help out. And and then, you know, that morning when VLCM was on the ticker tape, you know, and I just saw where it was priced and everything. And, you know, calculate. Calculate. I'm like, I call Kelly. I'm like, dude, I need a, I need a week. To understand to understand what just happened <laughs> and he's like bro don't worry about it take as long as you want and that week turned into a month then that month turned into six then here we are how many years later i've been on a leave of absence from o'neill so <laughs> hey we're getting a little uh i, I got a little spare time i come back not wow yeah and, and over the years uh, i've had such great experiences. Um, when I actually retired, I got rid of my cell phone for six months and I went completely dormant. Like, And then I started investing and doing a bunch of different things and some worked out, some didn't. Um, and, you know, some life changes through divorce and, and, and now, you know, I can sit here and just go, you know what, I just, um, I got married again April 4th of last year, so coming up on my one year anniversary uh, to an unbelievable girl. And uh, we opened a restaurant 40 days ago in the midst of of COVID and it's called Hermosa Taqueria and fucking cranking. Nice. And, you know, life is good and just... You know, we're sitting on the boat. The house is right up the street. Hey, it's not a boat. It's a fucking yacht. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, the, 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 the surfer's right over there. Yeah. And, you know, life is good. And, you know, just being able to sit down with you two fucks is pretty <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> well, I remember you guys when you were kids and you, you. your swagger. You guys both had I'm incredible swagger. And you guys ripped. And oh, go on. <laughs> no, no, like personally, like, because I always looked at kids coming up behind. Yeah. And I always hoped for the best. 
and I saw kids fall off for sure and kids go do different things but you guys once you once I started seeing you guys at trade shows I was like oh we're yeah in. We're H- in. the HB boys are coming in <laughs> hey I saw our beer garden here it comes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How good were those days? So Fun. good. Mm. So Welcome. good. A lot of good days. Killed a lot of brain cells. <laughs> um, you talk about investments and stuff over the years and some made out and some not. You you built an incredible home mm. in Laguna mm-hmm. that was in Architectural Digest. digest yeah. And like you bought a lot. You hired a famous architect. architect like that... What I'm getting at is like you had this knack for design, mm-hmm. which is going on T-shirts and ads, mm-hmm. but you also had it translated on, to yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah translated I love architecture. On, yeah. Love architecture. Yeah, translated yeah. over to the architecture side. And I know. love to surf. I love architecture. Will I be a millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someday. But you know, obviously that's a, a whole big, you know undertaking to like six build, years yeah build, build a house it took and, six years to build yep fuck that's crazy that house was badass how long has this one taken so far uh it's been um 20 months of building and another eight months of design and permitting yeah when is uh july this this year july july dang yeah. Did, so not did, as long. Did you? Did not you, as long. <laughs> that house was freaking gnarly. Did you learn a lot? Yes. Pros and cons from uh, the. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. To, to yeah. Just, yeah. I can cut corners cut. here because I know how to make decisions and and I have a great builder too, yeah. uh, Chris Gallo. He's just freaking on fire and nice. And we just look like this, you know, and we're like, boom, decision made, done. Yeah. And we have the same sensibilities. We just like. It's not like, oh, I need to go think about it overnight. Fuck that. Let's make the decision now and fucking live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Stream, streamline. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> but you, uh, you know, talk, talking about being in retirement, you're not really fully retired because you're, you're giving back and mentoring, right? Yeah. yeah. Been mentoring uh, for the last. 15 years at Newport Harbor. Yes. And then I've been mentoring for 11 years at San Diego State. And I sit on the board at SDSU. I sit on the athletics committee at SDSU. And I'm on the committee right now to pick an ad agency to rebrand San Diego State. Wow. And I'm the only non-faculty member on that committee, which is pretty funny. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is it is it you know is it cool to see the 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 new generation of kids come through? They're just you know kind of love of uh, yeah. life. They're they're I guess they're non-experienced, cool. uh, but it's you know cool. like what what are they? Like, yeah, well they just they just want they just want of like they want to be not nurtured, but they just they they want to be. They want to learn what it takes to get to the next level. Yeah. You know, they want to learn and, and they're thirsting for it. And, and over the last couple of years, you know, there's been so much crap with COVID and like politics and like, I mean, everybody's just in this whirlwind of just bullshit. Yeah. And once we get, I think the vacuum is going to be sucked out over the, you know, hopefully within the next year, two years, whatever, where everything can kind of mellow out and just like, go back to normal and 
and whatever the new norm is because people right now are just knee-jerk knee reacting over everything. Everything. And I saw it at San Diego State. Yeah. You know, like some campaigns they came out with, I'm like, you're offending people. You know, you don't need to jump on that bandwagon because yeah. San Diego State's about like, you know, when I went there, it was freaking rad. It was, yeah. and so many entrepreneurs came from San Diego State. The guy who started Costco, uh, Wahoos, Rubios. I mean, you just go through the list of yeah. of entrepreneurs that came from there, and and because it was such a free campus, and I don't want the school to lose that. And I preach that at board meetings and whatever. It's like, you know, it's like let the normal kids in because yeah. the average. GPA right now is like a three eight three nine. Wow! I got in with a three two. Yeah. You know, in a heartbeat, and they're like, "Okay, you're in." It's so hard for kids right now, and it's scary and um, and expensive. And ex it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, as you're gonna really find out here yeah. real soon. So, um, but yeah, um, mentoring kids. I spend probably ten hours a week talking to kids. Cool. That's awesome. And I love it. Yeah. I wish my kids listened to me. Love, <laughs> love you, Colin and Tucker. Yeah. I have one son in, in New York who's an artist, and cool. he's been there for close to 10 years. And my other son lives here in Newport doing marketing for for Insta Jungle and, and Hermosa and, and my wife's company, Union Market. Um, you know, great kids, just super stoked. And, um, you know, but yeah, it's all about the kids. And when yeah. you're out surfing, you know, it's a bummer that a bunch of them are homeschooled. Well, yeah, everyone's yeah. kind of homeschooled now. But, yeah, right. You know, but yeah, we I, we complain about that a lot. The crowds. Like, yeah. Like, does anybody work around? Well, it's yeah. Like, oh, really, yeah, you don't need to videotape every session. You you know, come yeah. on. Yeah, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> come on, ground. Got to pull that last move. So so tell us about like what what boards are you writing now? Like, I'm I'm writing Tim Stamps boards. You uh, are? Yeah. That was Sick. the stamps today. Yeah. Sick. Or yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's the, uh, Tim stamps. Um, yeah. I've in. I have a Hurley too that that he shaped. That, uh No, it's a it's a it's a uh, thruster, and I pull like that an out. Old school thruster. Yeah, style? I write it in between like, um, like a little fatter days where like Brookhurst and River is just a little. Because so, because I don't want to break it. Yeah. I, I've had a couple where I broke at River, and I don't want to break this one. Mm. So it's like... What, I, is it like an 80 shape? Boxy rails? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, kind of like my old ones. Um, but it's... I've wanted to ask Bob for a shape yeah. for a long time. It's a gem, and I don't want to break it. I'm so afraid of breaking that board, you oh. know? So, because they're hard to come by. Well, I think you could probably afford one. <laughs> well, I can afford one. it, but Bob's so busy, yeah. you know. You know, last heavier. <laughs> well, you can't have hey, you can't hey, have that. T Mac, <laughs> why don't you order a quiver? Bro? Well, I got a quiver of stamps. <laughs> I got fishes all the way up. That's awesome. Yeah, that, and I got two boards. That's what we both ride ourselves as stamps. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Tim's insane. He's like, yeah. he's one of us. Yeah. yeah. You know, surfed our waves. He's one of us. I mean, he gets it. He's yeah. a professor. He's yeah. freaking. Yeah. He's on his shit. Yeah. yeah. There's so many good shapers, and and you know, with the technology at their hands and everything, you know, them. I mean, 
all the shapers have been shaping for freaking forever. And now you got this new generation of of surfers. I wouldn't say new, but like I see Shay Lopez mm-hmm. and like Aaron Cormican and then you got like Justin Bennett that does chemistry. All guys like my age that like have been shaping for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you think they're groms, and it's like, wait, they've been shaping for, you know, 5, yeah. 10, 20 years, you know? Yeah. You're like, holy crap, like, we're getting old. But, like, <laughs> the guys that have been around, they've been shaping for, at you know, forever. Yeah. And they've fine-tuned, and I, I, I get Tim's, and mm-hmm. every board I get is, it works. It works. It works. It works. Like, yeah, I was, I love Pizels. I was yeah. riding Pizels for a long time, and... Yeah. And they were getting harder and harder to get, so... And that's it, too. You know, you know it's like, what... Yeah. Tim's Every, Tim's, getting hard to, Tim's getting hard to get to I know, these days. I know. I try, I'm like, dude, where's my board? He's like, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah. You <laughs> I, think, but, I think all shapers are kind of bombarded right now, right? Yeah. yeah. They all have a lot of work, which is great. And that's what we talk about, the silver lining with this, you know, COVID is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more people participating, a lot of people, you know, like, put more time in the water and... Yeah. You know, it makes it crowded, but it's good good for our industry yeah. and good for the business and the sport. And yeah, we want to keep hell yeah, yeah, keep the shapers shape in. Yeah, shape. shape surf so, shops open. Right. So uh, brands emerging. Yeah. Reps making. <laughs> money. Reps making money. Yeah. <laughs> Decent wage. <laughs> um, Killing it. So yeah. obviously, you're one of the most prolific entrepreneurs that we've Dude. talked to. Um, what is some sage advice that we you would like to pass along? Well, I think the the biggest thing that I preach is 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 luck is by design, not default. Like yeah. shit's not going to happen if you don't kind of put energy into it. Yeah, you know, of course. You know, my whole life everyone's like, "Fucking macro, you're so fucking lucky." I'm like, "Fuck you. Yeah. Why am I lucky? I had to work my fucking ass off." Yeah. And I look back and I go, I've been super passionate about what I've done yeah. and what I'm doing and what I want to do. I take risk. And, you know, and it goes back to fucking going over the ledge on your biggest wave when you're a kid. Yeah. That risk. Fuck, am I going to make it? Whatever. I did it in business. I fucking put all my chips on the table. I could have been ruined several times, lost everything, but it paid off. I surround myself with really, really good people. Yeah. Like, fuck, surround yourself with the best people and it and they flourish and you flourish. Yeah. And the last thing is believe in yourself. Like, you gotta fucking believe in yourself. You gotta have that confidence that, you know, and it's, I think that's the hardest thing for me is just like, fuck, can I do it? Like, should I, do, you know, you wanna, and then you listen to your gut and then you're listening to other people and you're like, have the confidence, know your shit, and just fucking believe in yourself. Yeah. And I think if you have those four things, then luck is by design. It's it's not a default. Yeah. You know, it's not like not going to just happen. Yeah. You got to like do it. You got to make it happen. Yeah. And so that's probably what I preach the most. Yeah. Right there. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think when you're really passionate about something, you 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 might make. You might take some risks that you're kind of naive and kind of blindsided just because you're so invested. But at the end, at the end of the day, you're usually going to do whatever it takes to succeed, anyways. Yeah. And and overcome some of those those hurdles or those decisions because you're just like, this is what you know. You're you're in. You're yeah. invested. 
right. getting confidence is huge, you know, and, as, and as, having that. And that's what's great about having a mentor, having somebody that's been through that in your ear and kind of giving you just that little extra little, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll turn some, yeah. some of these yeah. kids around and Here, yeah. I was make thinking, them to success uh, stories. Exactly. Exactly. I was as you were, your sage advice is like, you know, here, you know, looking back at what you told us in, in your first year in uh, college, you know, you're, you're going for, what was it again? Business administration. Business administration. Yeah. And then you had that one teacher that yeah. told you you're great at art. Yeah, you should, pursue you art. Yeah. And then the sun came out. And that, you felt the sun. <laughs> hey. Oh, and then the, boom. That's, that's lucky. And that's then the lucky. two by four. You're lucky the, that that guy yeah. came out of nowhere and said, you should change your fucking major because you're good at this. Yeah. That's lucky. Yep. But you made... It, your passion to be a graphic artist, a marketing mm-hmm. guy, and mm-hmm. took that ball and ran with it. Exactly. You were lucky to get that idea popped in your head, but you took it and worked hard at that craft. Yep. And and there you go. Yeah. Right. And you were lucky that you're surfing somewhere on Southside, and the guy says, "Come in and, and yeah. interview," and you got that job. That's yeah. amazing, right? Yeah. And you were unlucky that it was only six fifty. <laughs> but it made you work and start freelancing and you're like, Holy shit, I'm yeah. doing I can do it. I can do this and you believed in yourself that you yeah. can do it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden here you are owning your own screen printing marketing company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Crazy. More Mac? More Mac. And and unlucky, you this guy turned out to be a douchebag, and yep. all yeah. of a sudden you had fucking to kook. declare bankruptcy. <laughs> BK, baby, yeah. chapter seven. Chapter and, and, seven. And that's what people. And that's what we'd like to highlight is because everybody's like, oh, the guy that created the Volcom Stone is a fucking millionaire. Like, uh, just how lucky does a dry thing? No, you fucking paid your dues. Yeah, I over been. and highs and lows and uh, major lows, you know, and major high, lows and yeah. long hours and working and doing and grinding. And that's that's what we like to highlight because yeah. it's like, you know, nothing's handed it. Well, not I wouldn't say nothing's handed yeah. it, not anybody. Yeah. We there's know a lot of fortunate kids. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of people with very you know great circumstances, but you know. More often than not, it's somebody that just stuck yeah. to it, grinded it out, highs and lows, and weathered through. You know, I, I, I l- exactly. So, like, yeah, recapping, then boom from from that to starting your own marketing firm mm-hmm. or advertising marketing firm, yep. and working for the brands that you you know loved, loved, and then creating a business and reaching unendemic. Activision, mm-hmm. Xbox, and then throwing it like, yeah, you want to get more business, and then this company, this acquires fifth, you, the fifth biggest marketing firm in the world, mm-hmm. wants to buy you, yeah. and you're not even doing, you know, you weren't even that wasn't your motive, no, but then it happened, and all along Volcom is becoming this thing that we, you know, we kind of glazed over, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. you were one of the founders of yep. Volcom and then fireworks exploded in 2005. <laughs> fuck know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck 2005 yeah. it fucking the world just exploded for you. And please, you tried to retire. Please, please tell me to hang on to some shares so that second time around you got paid out again. 
Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh-huh. You I mean really... lightning doesn't strike twice? <laughs> and boom, you work for O'Neill that was supposed to be six months, and then all of a sudden it turned into... year and a half? Yeah. Two years, maybe. Yeah. Great, great time. Yeah. Great people working for Kelly Gibson, awesome, Garth, Rick Petrie, all the boys. And then... You finally retired, mm-hmm. kind of, right? Oh, he's retired. Kind of? Kind or of. Or are you tired? I, well, now I'm fucking <laughs> slinging tacos. <laughs> I worked last night, man. I'm the best busboy, chip guy, bartender. Hey, I like my margaritas with salt <laughs> on the rocks, really stiff. Yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna to go there. Shit, we, we need to plan a, a like... A little voyage up there. Yeah. yeah. It's it, the food that... Hey. So it's all like... Um, Family recipes yeah. uh, from the chef, and and guess who's one of our chefs? Peter Kwok, Danny's son. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yep. Awesome. So it's called what? Hermosa? Hermosa Taqueria in Tustin. Okay. Yeah. In the Union Market. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, Danny, uh, Danny's son Peter is one of our chefs, and, you know, family recipes with a twist, and we have tacos, burritos, papooses, um making me hungry oh it's so good dude nice. you guys will freaking i i i i eat there like every day yeah. that's cool and you know sometimes i can walk across the way and get a, a hamburger or whatever i'm like fuck no this is like the goods it's yeah mm. i can eat mexican every day <laughs> it's so good <laughs> well shoot yeah man. it's Let's... sunset time oh it's sunset three hour tour is over yeah guess <laughs> <laughs> how long it's been how long? Three hours and twenty six minutes. Are you fucking shitting me? Yeah. Wow, that I thought it was an hour. Yeah. Goes quick. Fuck. Because it's good conversation. That's fucking rad, dude. Yeah. That, that, this is this is good stuff. This is yeah. long, long, long story form right here. We just like to not rush. We like side stories. We yeah. like to hear yeah. the 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 meat and potatoes yeah. of our guests and yeah man you i'm full after listening to you <laughs> well, like, full of bullshit full of envy and, and and stoke and i mean like inspire i mean i i'm just i mean fucking that's awesome story man love it good yeah. peeps man uh i was trying to think like the first time i reached out to you and we talked about in the water mm-hmm. like I think almost like a year ago. Was it a year? Maybe even more, right? I don't... Because we've only been doing the show for like... This This is our second year. March is our second year. Two years. Yeah. Uh, hey, two years. Talking podcast. <laughs> over a hundred hey, episodes. This show's not about us. It's about... <laughs> Do you go by Thomas too or no? Tom. Tom. T-H-O-M. Yeah. Yeah. Thom. 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 I know. <laughs> Uh, thom your orders out. <laughs> hey, hey. I walk up, I, I, like, I have a friend named Tim. I go, oh, Thim. <laughs> I call him Thim. <laughs> he's, he's over with A.A. Ron and D-Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This has been an amazing journey through yeah. Tom, T-Mac, McElroy. Hey. And we'll, we'll, Holy shit. We'll come and supply the Ashlands and come... Party here anytime you need us. Uh, well, anytime. You know, yeah, like bring the families on. We'll go for a cruise. It's Fudge. so rad. Dude. Like in the, in the next couple weeks because Bruh. there's whales and dolphin out there. That's rad. Well, when? I got, yeah, I'm speaking Tell us when. Now. Let's do it next week. No, I'm in Hawaii. He's going to be in Hawaii. Let's Let me t- do I like yeah. April something. 
Mid-April. Mid-April? Mid-April. Okay. All right. When it gets a little warmer. Peace out, Tom. Peace out. No, piss out. Piss out. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.